welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, episode 174, the the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast from Affable Idiots. I'm Holden Depardo at a wonderful studio for the first time ever. This is very cool with two guests in person and then Sprint coming in over Skype. Matt, I kind of feel like this is your little studio to introduce here. So do you want to introduce yourself and kind of what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, so this is the Vaulted Podcast Studio here in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. In Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Pawtucket, Pawtucket, Pat, Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Yeah, this is uh, this is the studio that I've been talking about on Twitter for you as you've been following along. Started a little um, venture here. If you live in the Rhode Island area or you're close enough where you feel like you want to drive here, come down <laughs> and record something here. We also have Dallas with us this week. Hello. Um, I'm just a, uh, a guest again, the bridesmaid always. <laughs> this is not my studio. I'm just here to reap the rewards. And so we're going to be going back and forth with the video uh, between Holden the, and Dallas and I, but Brent point. is always on screen. Always and he's, on screen? he's here as well, yeah. as you can see. The background is legit. This is a nice studio, guys. Wow. <laughs> I feel weird just being like a floating head no matter what, like what camera you guys are on. Brent, you're just like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You're always present, always around. <laughs> I know. I should be in like the top corner just like looking down on you guys. <laughs> Brent, do you want to plug your stuff as well? Um, Hi, I'm Brent. I have the Untitled – I co-run the Untitled PlayStation Podcast. I call Ron Uncultured Opinions. Look out for that. We're starting a new brand here soon. Tease oh. that. Uh, I stream on Twitch, Porkchop118YT, and I make videos at Porkchop118. So check that out on YouTube. And you probably noticed that Chad's not here this week. Last week I forgot to mention Chad's not here <laughs> this week or uh, today. Um, but he'll be back next week. So if you guys just like only listen to this for Chad, which how could I blame you guys? <laughs> That he will be back next week. But until then, I'm also here with the dreamiest fan base of all time, joining us from all over the world right now. Every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, put us in your ears in your favorite podcast with your favorite podcast service, or put us in your eyes by searching for Respawning Fire on YouTube. And if you want to watch us record it live, we're on twitch.tv slash affability. It's every Sunday night at 8 30 p.m. Eastern, just like we're doing right now. Today's episode is brought to you by Affable Idiots, which we'll tell you about later on in the episode. That's it for housekeeping. We've got a pretty important episode uh, this week. We're going to be talking, of course, about Epic versus kind of Google and Apple and all that kind of stuff happening. Talking about Series X as an official launch month, which is exciting. But that also comes with the news that Halo Infinite is being delayed. Uh, so we have a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Before we get to all that stuff, though, Dallas, you said you had a no. long list of games yeah. you've been playing this week. What have you been playing? Uh, let's see. So I'll start with the betas and the demos. I played uh, <laughs> Avengers beta with Matt last night. And uh, we are, I think, both extremely excited to get hands-on with the uh, full game when it releases. Um, it's so much fun. The combat in that game is just just a blast. Um, I played uh, the Tony Hawk demo, the two-minute oh. demo of The Warehouse. Wait, just a two-minute demo? Well, play it's, you could play a two-minute, um, like, you could keep playing the two minutes over and over again. Okay. But yeah. you only have two minutes in the warehouse, and that's it. Oh, and I see. And okay. the, the, uh... You can't get too crazy. Yeah, I, I saw someone, Grub, Grub Snacks, you know, uh, Jeff Grub on oh, Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He's, he got, like, a million points. So, like, <laughs> I think the, be the best I did was, like, 75,000. 
I was like, oh, this is pretty good. I'm pretty good at this game, I guess. And uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, you could keep playing it over and over again as long as you want. But um, yeah, the, just the one little uh, ride is only two minutes long or whatever. Did you watch his run getting a million? Points? Yeah. Well, I watched just that one. I guess he's got like a uh, that one trick he did the most points did, on. Was he did, just manualing all around? Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. I can't do that. That's what it is. I, I tried. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot how to do it, and eventually I figured it out. But it's it's tough. It's tough to. Yeah. To combo it with the manual all around the, the stage. I have no idea what you're talking about. Did you ever play Tony? No, Ross? never, oh, never. So you say manual, like oh. he stick shift on his like yeah. <laughs> his skateboard. Is that what it it's is? It's like it's like the balancing yeah, it's, act it's, of the skateboard. Like, oh, like grinding? No. You have to pull your you have to pull your back nose up. There you go. Yeah, okay. Brent's a skateboard. So you just okay. go on two wheels, yeah. basically. <laughs> gotcha. So you, okay. To to link the tricks in the game, you can manual around instead of just because once you land the trick, I see. It, okay. Like, stops the combo. It continues the. Tr- the right. Okay. Gotcha. So that's how he got like he did a trick that was worth more points than I got in a whole run. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's awesome. The nostalgia of that game is just it just blew me away. I can't wait to get my hands on that too. It's gonna be so much fun. It seems like it's a really good. I, I don't really know much about like that franchise, but it seems like it's yeah. a really um, built with care. It looks like it's built. With yeah, care. it looks. I mean, it looks beautiful. It's, it was only that one map, but yeah, and it felt just like I remember it feeling. And I played mm-hmm. that game for hours and hours and hours. So I, I can't wait to get my hands back on it. I think I'm going to lose <laughs> a lot of time to that game. A buddy of mine uh, Snapchatted a video of him playing that, playing the quick demo. Yeah, and. A friend of mine who hadn't hasn't played video games in years, like he used to all the time with me in college and stuff, but like hasn't played in years, hasn't had one of the like new, newer consoles. He immediately from the like the ten second snap was like, "Is that Tony Hawk?" He knew. He's, right. like, <laughs> like, he's like, "Is that Tony Hawk?" He's like, yeah. "Is it back?" And like we were like, "Yeah, man, it, you gotta yeah. check this out. It looks pretty cool." It left a lot of impressions on on everybody who played it. I would imagine so. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, what else did I play? I played uh, a little bit of UFC 4, which came out yesterday. I got EA Access, and I, I 10-hour demo of that game. Put about three hours in. Career mode seems pretty cool. I'm pretty excited. to. to I'll probably pick it up because uh, I played a lot of the career mode of UFC 3, which is a lot of fun. I just like knocking people out in that game. It's fun. Is it better than WWE 2020? Yes. Okay, good. A million times better. <laughs> um, and it's got like I a cool UFC, mode in it where you can like street play. I want UFC 4 because it has Eminem in it. What you say? It's got it Eminem, Eminem in it? Really? Oh, yeah, on the soundtrack. Godzilla songs in it. <laughs> on the soundtrack. That would actually be really – well, that would be Def Jam then, wouldn't it? If Eminem were there and they got rappers, that would be Def Jam. That's what Def Jam is. Yeah, okay. yeah. Is he signed to Def Jam? Though? I don't, I don't, I don't know, know idea. I, I know nah. Def Jam exists as a brand and involves rappers fighting. Right. That's about all I know about <laughs> Def Jam. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, yeah, it's got a cool, like, underground fight mode thing. It mm-hmm. reminds me a lot of uh, – Bike club? Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> Stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about that. That's after the podcast. Um, and then I played a bunch of Warzone, like I always do. Uh, I love that game. It's like it's just an addiction for me. It's like I'll stay up until 3.30 in the morning literally playing like match after match because I, I just suck. Like I die and I'm like fuck it, fucking motherfucker. Sorry, just the, stop playing again. The Go word, right back, play again. The word "suck" cannot be in the same sentence as Dallas well, playing. Yeah, right. You're too hard on yourself. No, no. no, no. <laughs> you're too hard I, I mean, if you watch fucking Nick Merckx for ten hours a day like I do, and then you play, you're like, fuck, I suck at this game. But um, <laughs> that's exciting. Like I play basketball pretty good at it. But man, I just I see Michael Jordan <laughs> yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's so much better than me. That's true. I guess that's just how outdated like my Jordan. knowledge is on sports. Michael Jordan was my first. <laughs> <laughs> he's the best. He's the best. And then I play a little bit of Ghost, which every time I play a game, man, I love it like mm-hmm. i don't know why i stopped playing it it's almost like i feel like i don't have enough time like i want to put more time into it but i instead of sitting down and just playing that i play a bunch of other stuff too and then it's like oh i should play ghost uh, it's it's kind of late i'll just play some more Warzone. i can't 
start playing Ghost without knowing I'm going to be committing several hours. Right. I just yeah. can't do like a mission and then back away. Right. I can't do that. It's too engrossing. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's like I never get bored playing that game, so it's weird that I like have put it off so much. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean? like I'll put off games that I get bored playing. Yeah, but I every time I play, I'm like, oh, this is so much fun, and, and it's almost like I can't do anything in it because I'm having so much fun exploring, taking on the combat situations, you know, or or uh, liberating a camp. Like mm-hmm. it just taking pictures is just, it's just so much fun. <laughs> How I many was, pictures did you say you took again? You uh, took an insane amount of yeah, pictures. Yeah, I, I think last time we talked, I had like fourteen hundred, but I must have more than that. I don't even have fourteen <laughs> photos on my phone. Did you go through and clean out all your like capture galleries, or do you keep them all? Yeah, I have. I I had to recently because I was having issues with my hard drives. I would assume. <laughs> yeah. So like, I had some um, Black Ops three, I guess, footage in there that I got rid of. That was like the last, like, the first <laughs> thing that's on there. So whenever I, take I have a lot of game. Dallas's pictures saved on my computer. Yeah, they're dope, right? <laughs> he does such a good job with it. Yeah. Thanks, Brad. I used them for like the spoiler cast background we haven't used yet, but. They're Honestly. dope. Thanks. Whenever I'm playing, like, especially my Switch, I'll be like, ooh, that shot or that one move I just did in Splatoon was so sick, and I'll screen cap it, and then I'll never, ever go back. No. Do you go back and, and like, look at the um, pictures? Uh, so, uh, it's weird. Usually at the end of the night when I'm done playing, I'll go back, and I'm like, oh, that, Remember was, that was so cool. Like, that was awesome. <laughs> Remember that time? Um, but I don't know why I do it, man. I really don't. Like, it... Mm-hmm. So when I was deleting some of the older stuff that I had to free up some space, I definitely was looking through some of my older shots and stuff, and it was pretty cool. But, like, I don't know. It's, I think – I don't know what it is. It's it's almost like I want to relive that moment again, so I take a picture of it, and then, like, I don't ever. So it's, like, yeah. really, really pointless. <laughs> Completely fucking pointless. It's just wasting my time. But it's one of the most popular features in, in so many games nowadays, though. Yeah. And I follow a lot of uh, – video what are they virtual photographers on, on my mm-hmm. twitter so it's cool to see like everybody else's you know shots and interpretations of of you know battles and stuff like that so i get involved in that it's fun and then every now and then i'll share some stuff and you know get linked in with uh you know there's some some really popular uh accounts that actually have like a, a an actual virtual photography magazine that they publish Virtually every week. So a virtual photographer is someone who takes pictures like within the video game, basically. Yes, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Wow. That's not my made up. But. <laughs> <laughs> if I get paid for it, then I'm all for it. But you could definitely get paid for some of your photos. Well, I don't know how you monetize that, but you definitely. I guess this uh, one of the accounts I follow is like a professional screen grabber for like uh, I think they do Ubisoft games. That's so. interesting. That's like the ultimate niche. It's like, Mom, I'm going to be a photographer one day. No, you're not. Mom, I'm playing video games as a career. No, you're not. You're like, fuck you, I'm going to do both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so. What, uh, did we? Oh, Fall Guys, too. Plays Fall Guys. Oh, yeah. Got another crown. Some beast. <laughs> I can't get no wins in that game. Me no? Too, uh, you guys I'm, haven't got wins yet? I'm crownless. Oh, Look man. at me. I'm crownless. <laughs> that gorilla up there's got a crown. Yeah, he's got the crown. <laughs> I have no crown. Well, how many games have you played? A lot. Really? Yeah. I've not. Here's the thing. First and second episodes, or whatever you want to call it, the mini games. Yeah. I'm finishing top top 10, yeah. probably top 5 right, right, every right. time. Yeah. I've gotten it down pat. Mm-hmm. I can't do Hexagon. I haven't even I haven't even played that match yet. I can't grab Tails worth the That's shit. That's the one. Oh, I got two crowns yeah, and no. both. Right? Yeah, Brian. Yeah, I fucked the Tails. I played that one twice, no, and I won them both. What would you say, Brian? <laughs> The tails are awful. It's I hate awful. Those it's awful. It's the like only so, one that I can kind so of get Everyone else has, like, 
the Mr. Team Fantastic Hands or something. Yeah, the Team Tail like, one is can't. better. Yeah. So that one, but I love the. Um, I don't even know. I forget the names of them. I like the ones where you have to smash through the walls. That one's a lot I of fun. I love it. You yeah. have to get – what you do is you get behind – you have to start in the back for right, those. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And you let everybody else do the hard work for you. And then by the end, hopefully you're near the front. Well, yeah. By the end, <laughs> it gets so jumbled up though. And, you yeah. you know, if you're not in the middle of the pack, you get fucked. I think my favorite is the slime climb one. That one's fucking great. Dude. Slime Which one's the slime climb one? Uh-huh. I think I did that one. It sounds it familiar. It rises. Yeah. You got, it kind of goes on a zigzag back and forth, but there's all different obstacles and oh, the no, slime rises. One. You've must have played. I think that's like the one that you probably didn't notice that the slime rises because it doesn't. Like you have to be way in, way back in the back in order to get. Okay, Maybe, so it's yeah. got the. I'm so good. I'm always like way far ahead. <laughs> you know, so. It's got the ramp where the things come off the wall and push you off the side of it. Yeah, and then it's got the donut things that like in the slime, and then it's got the balls at the top that swing back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Okay, so, so that's the balls swing back and forth. That's the one that gets me because I can. Now I know exactly what we're talking about. I can get there no problem with the ball swinging back and forth. That is the hardest challenge in the entire game the for me. One, I yeah. can never get past Pass it. The balls. I, I think every time I've gone to that one, I lose. Every single time. So if you start off with that one, which happened pretty regularly, done. done Just like Brent, really? like couldn't even make it past the first one. Yeah, I think that's the first one we I always play. I think. Yeah, it's either it seems that. like that one's always the first one. I'm trying to think what other ones would be. It's that one or it's the uh What's the, the, one, the one where they the throw seesaw the food at you? Oh, the seesaw one, too. You can yeah, play that yeah, one a yeah. lot, too. Seesaw one I've gotten pretty good at as well. Yeah, a lot of people don't like that one. That one's kind of easy. I kind of like that one. Yeah. yeah. It's it, like people don't, don't understand the strategy that. behind it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The first time I did it, killed it. Absolutely crushed the seesaws. Every time after that, it's like, well, why am I falling down? <laughs> I jumped at the right time and did what I was supposed to do. Or, yeah, no. yeah. That game's fucking great, the, man. Yeah, absolutely. The one I think I hate the most is the memory game. Oh, yeah. Fuck that one. The memory game, yeah. Why is that even in the game? I, I that one is just called conform. Yes, <laughs> just, just conform what everyone else is doing. I don't even pay attention. And there's so many people too. Like I, I'll catch myself playing where I will be like, I have no fucking idea yeah. where I'm going, and then I'll just follow a group, and they all doing the same thing yeah, as me. Yeah. And just like, <laughs> and we are like a group of like twenty of us just fall straight down. Nobody knows. <laughs> so, yep, that's. I think that's it. Basically, I don't know what else I've played. Probably something else, but I don't remember. Lots of stuff. Yeah, Destiny two. Destiny two. I don't think I played Destiny two this week. I know you guys played it what Wednesday night, I think. Yeah, Thursday we, night. Yeah, didn't Chad you? and I played a little bit and uh Cozy too. Yeah. Uh yeah. We played Yeah, Thursday, right? We played Thursday. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. it Thursday? We did some of the uh, new event. I wasn't there for game night this week, but I yeah, think you guys played Destiny. I'm gonna have dinner with my yeah. wife. You played some of the new Aww. event. It was good. That was very nice. Yeah, it was very nice. Actually, her <laughs> last Thursday was her birthday, that's why I missed a little bit. I think I missed Thursday too last week. I don't remember. But this week, my parents took us out to dinner, too. So We went to the same place twice. <laughs> went to Camille's place. <laughs> no, it's the best. Oh, it's so fucking good. This is the best. Chicken Francaise, dude. Be- oh best on the hill. That's, yeah. I think it's possible. Yeah, yeah, It's close. Yeah. That and Venda. That's big praise. There's a lot of great restaurants. Yeah, there's a lot of good restaurants. Yeah. So. yeah. But yeah, it's delicious. Best Chicken Francaise I've ever had in my life. It's good. Fucking amazing. Hmm. Matt, what have you been playing? So... I played what we talked about. I played Fall Guys. Um, I played Avengers with Dallas. I'm really enjoying Avengers. Um, I think that that game loop, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Destiny. Uh, I think that that game loop is going to be fun, and I really enjoy it. I hope that the villains uh, and other enemy types are a little more varied than what we're seeing in the beta or whatever they're calling it. But other than that, I really enjoy There's only certain characters I really like playing with. I actually came around to Kamala Khan last night playing with Dallas. I didn't enjoy her at first. Now I do, and I love playing with Hulk and Thor. is incredible. Yeah, um, he seemed like the most fun of the ones I've seen. 
Who, Thor? Yeah, he seems like he's the most wonderful. Thor, so Thor's you only get to play with him for a little bit, though. Yeah, so. a very small amount. And I felt going into the pot where you unlock every all well, the, the four that they let you play with at the beginning, it seemed like Iron Man was probably the least my least favorite. But I think now that I've gotten to play with him more, I think he's my new favorite. Like his his like combos are so stylish. Yeah, it's like, just shooting uh, those the pulse laser yeah. things. <laughs> it's like it's, it feels so fluid and like oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. So I've been enjoying Avengers. It's good. I, I have an opportunity this upcoming weekend to play it for free, right? Because uh, I haven't pre-ordered it. I thought it was this. Yeah, weekend. that's this weekend. So the oh the open beta is this weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay. So get, get home tonight, download yeah. it. And we'll <laughs> like three nights ago, I'm like, I haven't downloaded it yet. I need to do that. I still haven't downloaded it yet. I'm more excited now that I've heard it's fun to play. It's f- definitely fun to play, but like Matt said, it, it, the enemy variety might be the biggest hangup. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they do. And it's not even the variety. I think it's just like the blandness and the genericness of them. It just doesn't like we we did one cool mission where we fought this big robot thing and it was it looked like a public event from destiny right those big tanks yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. okay and it was fun but it was kind of generic like hit i think they showed that one of the trailers as well probably yeah although if there's not a lot of enemy variation they probably definitely showed it (laughs) so who knows you know we'll never we won't know until we get the full game but yeah we'll see i was telling dallas i want like i want them to make a million skins of every character. Yeah. Like, I want them to not stop selling me skins. Like, that's what's going to keep me coming back for this game. Oh, like absolutely. Making my character, like, because in Destiny 2, it's like getting the armor, right. getting the ornaments. Get the shaders yeah. and all that shit. Oh, I want all of it. I, that'll be cool. E3 or whatever E3 equivalent is going forward. It'll always be like an Avengers, like, here's the new costumes for the year kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Definitely is going to be that. Brent, what have you been playing? I. I'll let Holden talk about one of the things I've been playing, but moving on, I Ghost. I've been playing I Ghost. I finally stopped my break because I've been taking a break from it for a little bit, and I finally was like, "All right, I'm gonna start platinuming it now." So I've been going through that a little bit, uh, playing through all the Modern Warfare games again. I'm almost done with two. I haven't played much. I played Fall Guys, but the one thing I have been playing I want to talk about is the Avengers beta, and I think I've been. I think I've been one of the biggest defenders of that game. So it kind of sucks that I'm conflicted on it. Because I think the gameplay is kind of fun. Like, I enjoy a lot of it. But there are so many things that just feel off to me. That I'm kind of like, I I want to beat the full game before I f- form a whole opinion. But I hope things get better. Because it's kind of fun. And I, I really like playing as Hulk. And I think that Hulk mission where you fight Abomination was really cool. But I think... A lot of the enemy types do get kind of annoying, and I think you have to upgrade your skill tree a lot to make combat kind of flashy and fun. So I'm in for it. I'm still going to get it at launch, and I really want to play it because I love superheroes so much, but it, it feels weird to me for sure. It's not this amazing game I was hoping it would be yet, at least. I think when it comes out at launch, I might play through the story and really enjoy it. It sucks that my main that I want to main is dead because I would main cap hardcore. Yeah. I think so too. I think, I mean, I think that he's got to somehow make yeah. a return back because he the, he, you play as him and you do you all this stuff with him. Yeah. And it was so satisfying to throw the shield. He was the best to play with in the opening. Like out of all the opening characters that you play with, he yeah, was my right. favorite. Right. So hopefully. Yeah, cap was amazing. 
Yeah. He probably got captured or something. I doubt yeah, he's like actually. That's a, I mean, you're gonna have to rescue him, or I was thinking maybe they have you play as him in like the past. Yeah. But right, sure. which wouldn't make sense if you're playing like a shared world, you know, multiplayer game. If you went down on the Chimera, mm-hmm. show me the body. Right. Yeah. Show Where's me the, the body. Exactly. Where's Osama bin Laden's body? Show me the body. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is what I've learned from Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> Show me the body. <laughs> well, they could do like what they did at the end of uh, Endgame, spoiler alert for Endgame, where there's uh, like a new Captain America. Yeah, that's yeah. Maybe he's just, just given the shield to Kam- uh, Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan. Eh. You can like stretch it out. I was, stretch out the shield. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I was thinking about that a little bit. There's like data mine leaks for Avengers that suggest Miss Marvel, Kate Bishop. I mean, not Miss Marvel, She Hulk, uh, Kate Bishop, and War Machine. I was thinking if any of you guys have played Injustice 2, how they do the premiere skins kind of thing, where it's like, in order to get reverse Flash in the game, it's a skin for Flash, so he plays the same, but his voice is different, and he looks completely different, and like, maybe some of it, instead of having like, red lightning, he'll have yellow lightning. I feel like they could do that in Avengers, for like, Iron Man, you'd have a skin for Iron Man that just turns him into War Machine with like new dialogue, but he plays the same. Yeah, that could be kind of cool for like a Captain America to make it like Bucky or Falcon or something. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah you play dope. as Captain as one of those two, that'd be fucking sick. Like you even started off as like the narrative is like starting off as the Winter Soldier and like yeah. building from there. That'd be kind of cool. I like that. It has a lot of potential. The game could do so much, so so much cool shit. Yeah, but who the fuck knows? Just, I was telling Dallas just walking around. I. I'm sure, Brent, you agree too. Just walking around the Chimera and seeing like everybody else's like bunks, mm-hmm. like that shit was dope. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And right. if they let you clean it up and and customize it, yeah, like, that'd be so sick. Man. I also want to learn. I've done Dallas too. Kamala Khan's bunk is obvious. It was obviously someone else's bunk at some point. I want to know whose it was. I want to find out. I th- was Captain. I think Aaron's? it was Hawkeye's. Was it Haw- well? Hawkeye has his own though. You see, Clint Barton's. Yep. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. I forgot because. She's in Hulk's, I thought, because you can walk in Hulk's. Wait, no, hers is somewhere else. The only one that lets you walk in is Hulk's, and then Kamala's is somewhere else. You can go into Bruce Banner's and and, check his computer or some shit. You come out of hers, don't you? You Yeah, you start in in, a random... Wait, I think that was hers. The one where there's shit everywhere. It's just like everything's covered in blankets. Right. Anyway. I don't know. But yeah, yeah I think they I think the only reason they announced Hawkeye is because they had his bunk like on the camera. <laughs> That's probably true, yeah. So they had they had to be like, Oh, Hawkeye's coming. <laughs> oh, by the way, guys, Hawkeye too. <laughs> is he at launch? No, he's at he's afterwards. He's post launch. I, I think he's at least. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, he said their first they said it's their first post launch hero. Right. He's probably in the next month or so, I'd say. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited, man. I think we're gonna have a blast playing that game. Brent definitely hype. If you guys if you guys get on later tonight, I'll definitely hop on. I'm down. I might hop on, yeah. What's daunting is playing the three, I guess, at three hours before I can even do multiplayer. It's like a good yeah. chunk of time. Three hours? It's no. a good hour or two. Yeah, it's probably yeah. about an hour. Yeah. Oh, okay. Probably power that's, through it in an hour. Okay, that's not too bad. I thought it was like, I was under pressure, it was like three hours. I think I did about, I think I did it a little over an hour and then okay. I was playing. Well, so I played a mission with Dallas mm-hmm. and they made me do one on my own, right? Yeah. And then I got I went back with that. Wait, one. they made you play one on your own? Yeah, because I think it was I think I was still I was kind of like not cheesing it, but I was playing a mission that I really I probably you probably should have done on your own or with other people. Right. Oh, okay. I, tried, I played with Dallas, and then the next one was like you can only do so this one solo. Chad and I had that problem last weekend. 
we were both at the part where we thought we could start doing multiplayer and yeah. it seemed like i don't know why it were maybe they patched it or something but they wouldn't let us connect and um we had to play through that mission solo but we you know we were on chat together we played through it and then when i met up with matt last night on it it actually let me play as hulk in his mission because it makes him forces him to play the story as kamala yeah. and i just kind of was like his sidekick as the hulk and then it made him play another mission as kamala just by herself yeah so that's confusing yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know if they were that's kind of what i was worried about when i heard about this game is like where's the boundary where's like the distinction between single multiplayer right. it sounds kind of i'm just putting on the blinders until, yeah me too <laughs> until i get a really cool Hulk and it's it seemed like it was i don't know that mission only allowed one other companion Mm-hmm. So if you had one other player with you, you, they could play the other party, and then once it opened up all four, it didn't. Then at that point, I think you could play multiplayer no matter what. Or you could play. Yeah, it was player. kind of, it was kind of annoying. I was trying to play with some Discord friends, and it's like every time I beat a mission, I'm like I and they're like, oh no, you have to do this mission and then this mission, and then a harm room, and then that and then this, and it's kind of like they force you to do the harm. Room. That's what it was, right? It, it made me do a harm room. That's what it was. Yep, yep. Which I think the harm room is a dope idea. Yeah, I like that. Hopefully they have different rooms. Right. I wish it wasn't just like a bland room. I wish it was like the holodeck mm-hmm. on the Enterprise where you could like <laughs> walk in and like make it anything. Make it anything. That would be yeah. awesome. Yeah, or it's like that's... one of like the old X-Men training things. Like yes. those are always cool. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yes. And that's um, that's – yeah, That so that's that's them introducing you to the hot room. So, yeah, you got to play that solo basically. Yeah. That's yep. the solo mission. We skipped a game. That's game of the year contender. Oh, we uh, need yeah, to talk right. about. This. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> you guys are gonna do me like Before that. we get to that, really quickly though, uh, <laughs> Photo Rude Boy just uh, texted in the chat. Hi, Six Studio Space. So. It's uh, Joe. It's Joe Richitelli. He's the other partner in this. One of the uh, other part. One of the three. His no. personal experience and how sick the studio is. Joe, this place is sick. He know, and he actually, it's not the temperature's not bad. Too bad now. I think it's no, it's a little not, bit yeah. calmer after. Yeah, yeah. Matt was a little worked up trying to figure out how to get shit my ass off. But yeah, it, it feels a little better. Yeah, no, I'm comfortable. Um, yeah, totally good. Except for I think I gotta rip some ass, but I don't want to. It's a confined <laughs> space. Um, there's actually it's pretty tall ceiling. Maybe it'll rise. Well, if I wa- if I just leave the room, that's you could just, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> just, got, yeah. There's a few more kinks to work out, but I think it will good. Just put Joe, gloves. I'm gonna put my headphones so. back on after you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So actually, so I forgot there was actually. Were we did, did Brent finish his? I forget. I think we kind of like crossed here. Yeah, we kind of crossed a little bit. Yeah. Brent, did you finish all your stuff? Yeah, I'm done. I got one more that Holden's going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I'm talking about that. So you can, okay, you can yeah. talk about the best game that came out this year. Oh, man. <laughs> well, okay. So I'll, I'll preface this with um, – so the game we're going to be talking about is Fast and Furious Crossroads. But I'm going to Game of the year, 2020. There's this other game that I've been playing. I didn't play this week. It's called Wreckfest. At $24 in the summer sale on PSN, if you're looking for a fun – like it's not a sim. If, it's, if you have arcade and sim – driving mm-hmm. game on a spectrum it leans more arcade but you can still do some sim things it is some of the best like just fun driving that i've ever played in a game like really like straight up that's it like period it's just the damage is really it's it's a demolition derby game but you can also okay. do races 
So you can do like figure eights where like you're crossing in the middle and smashing into each other. They have couch races where they're couches with motors in them. Right. And they're racing and they're <laughs> super hard. You can uh, demolition uh, like farm equipment. Like everybody has a different piece of farm equipment. Another one is like lawn, like ride on lawnmower tractors. Mm-hmm. Super fun. Really good to drive. Fast and Furious Crossroads is everything opposite of that. <laughs> it is. Listen, I have a whole. I'll bring up the fucking. I have my thing. I was gonna make a video. I don't even know if I'm gonna waste my time doing it. So if anyone doesn't know, Matt is like the biggest Fast and Furious fan that, possible. So this game is made for you. And that's what kills me <laughs> is that this game should be made for people like me. Hmm. It sh- I don't you should care. love this like, game. It should be made for people who love the movies because people aren't gonna be like, oh. A new Fast and what is the Fast and yeah. Furious? Yeah, oh, a new racer what is the based on a movie series. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna try this video game. <laughs> no, it should be a direct jump off of the movies. Like it should have star all the characters, which in some ways it does, I guess. Like, but it's the worst dialogue. It's so forced. You start off playing as Letty and Dom, and you switch. And, and and the whole like gist of the whole thing is when you're getting into the funnest parts of the game, you're you're fighting a pack of cars or like a train or like a big vehicle on a road and you have your squad and you can switch back and forth between the cars and they all have different abilities on paper sounds nope. like a great sounds idea like fun. Yeah. you play as dom and letty for the first 15 minutes you take down this you don't even the other thing is too like you, you'll be playing and like the, the tank will have like this much health left like out of a bar this big this much health left and then all of a sudden you'll just go to a cutscene. you won you did it <laughs> just like, like no i didn't finish killing it so then you switch to these two other characters that you don't no. you, like they're new characters and you spend way too much time with them and not with the other characters Ooh. there's no mentoring it's like their whole other story and the whole game is just driving to yellow checkpoints. It's like the lost. Is it was it like a lost game that followed like Nikki and Paulo for like a while? Oh, I don't like, know. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing where it's like, why the fuck am I following these people? I don't give a shit about. Anyway, sorry, guys. There's <laughs> at the end of every mission, there's a trophy screen that says you just got this trophy on the screen. It's a splash screen, and then the trophy also pops. You know what I don't need? I don't need the. I don't need the screen to tell me I got the trophy. I got the. I see it. That's the That's, whole point of the trophy. <laughs> That's so, so weird because. I've never seen that before yeah. in any and game. In a game that only takes five hours to complete, it's probably an hour in splash screens of trophies, telling you you get trophies. <laughs> wow. Jesus. That's right. A five-hour game. I said I put trophy screen. Trophy this is screen, a $60 LOL. game. It's 60 bucks. It's a $60 game. Okay. I can't even recommend it at free. I joke about it. <laughs> I can't even recommend it if it was free. Is summer sale or not? I mean – I'd I'm going to pick it up for like 15 bucks. It looks decently fun. $15 maybe if you just want to get a kick of how, out of how, how bad, bad it is. is. But they ride this line of – and I could talk about it forever, so I'll be brief. But <laughs> no, please. They, they, ride, they ride this line of arcade racer and also not that at all <laughs> where they, they put you on a road. And like if you played Cruisin' USA. Right. Oh, yeah. arcade, awesome. So great. Outrun. Nintendo game, by the way. Didn't know that until a little while ago. Nintendo game. It's great games. Yeah. You are on the road and you can smash off the sides, like, but you're still going forward. Yeah. There are parts in this where it feels like you're on a, you're on a rail, like mm-hmm. following this thing. And then all of a sudden you'll hit a like trash can. And your car will turn all the way around, and you'll be in the opposite direction. And then all of a sudden, it goes five, four, three. It counts you down, and then you're out of the mission. The thing, the <laughs> Not that shit again. Up. I was like, "This is unreal." the The front of the car feels 
like rock solid where you can't turn. And then as soon as you try and like go around a corner, the back end just spins out of the car. <laughs> Every and then the other terrible sticking point that I they keep getting from this game, they all the cars. He was driving it. I was watching the stream and he's driving a UPS truck. After he just got out of like a Mustang, he's like, "This this feels exactly the fucking it's just, same. It's like, just slower. Yeah. It feels exactly the same. Like you start with a GTX, and then you drive a Skyline, and then you drive this like old taco van, and it's they all <laughs> feel the same, and they're all cropped incorrectly. The vi I have screenshots that I took on my PlayStation, but the car takes up more than half of the screen. You can't see anything. It's awful. That's the worst part about." racing games or, or car games in my opinion driving games is the camera yeah if you don't have the mm -hmm. like they also the like, right view of the road in front yeah. of you like it's so difficult to if play if you play Forza yeah. they give you like 10 different you cycle through like 10 different cameras right. you can go high low middle right behind it inside the car with the steering without the steering wheel just the just the, the hood without the hood yeah mm -hmm. they give you everything with well, this is no nothing nothing <laughs> it's awful I, I can't say I can't say more bad things I mean I can sit here and just, all that Imagine this though. This was a delayed game, not for quality reasons, but because the movie got delayed. Right. <laughs> so like, they well, could have delayed this even further than the next year. True, oh, true. So there's a photo mode, Dallas. You'd be happy to know this. There's a photo <laughs> mode, but except when you go into photo mode, say you go off a jump, there's these little cameras that literally open world. Yeah. I say open world because it's not. Uh, <laughs> Do they say open world in the game? No, they don't say open world in the game, but like. There's some parts where it's open road, but then it's also like you go to a part and all of a sudden you're, you can't go that way. No, don't go that way. <laughs> <laughs> so you, it looks like you can drive between these two houses, but you can't. Um, so they have like these little yellow cameras, and usually it's a jump. So you hit it, and then it'll slow you down when you're in the air for you to press pause, go to photo mode, and get a nice photo. Yeah. Except you cannot adjust the angle of the camera. You can only orbit the car. And when you orbit the car to the front and try to pick a picture of the car like coming at you, it cuts off half the car, and you can't see it at all. You can only do it from the side or the back, and the back is the worst view of the game. The game, the, it's it's awful. What else do I have in here? Um, Don't forget driving missions with nothing to do on the way to a checkpoint. It's like it, they'll have like these new characters just talk to you, talk your ear off. I couldn't give a fuck about what they're saying, and then you get to the point, and then the mission's over. So it's just a dialogue. Mission. Trophy pops. It's easy trophies, except for the six hundred online missions you need to play. <laughs> And he logged in online. I tried to log in online. Nobody's, couldn't get a game. I tried twice for 10 minutes at a time. Couldn't get a game. And then also on the uh, – I think this is funny too. On the main menu, it says campaign or story, whatever the fuck it says. And then the next thing it says, online. And on the top of it, it says new. Of course it's new. It launched with the game. The game is new. Why is the online mode new? This game is not anywhere else. Why isn't the story mode also like no. this is new? Yeah. It's so strange. It's so weird. And this closed the Game Awards, this game. Yeah. That's yeah, why yeah. I just always just think back <laughs> to that point. They closed the fucking Game Awards with the reveal of this game. I honestly, like, I, like, for another game, I could probably be, like, you know, I could be, like, busting balls and joking around, but there's really, like, I just, it just, I'm just so disappointed in it. Like, honestly. As a brand, they totally could have made a high-budget game that would have sold really well, most likely. Yeah. I mean, I think it would have been a risk still, but they totally could have done yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I how hard is it to make a fun driving game? Like, it's and put the characters people love in it, and fucking jump off bridges and blow up other cars and I mean, do cool shit. They literally could have just copied a game like Spy Hunter. Right. Mm -hmm. They could have taken Spy Hunter and licensed that, or however that works. The you, know, you can do that. You buy a game. You see these all the time. These type of clones. Yeah. Or an Outrun. 
You can right. do that as well. Right. You could do any of those. Or on the ground street or whatever. The fucking mm-hmm. need for speed underground. Like I, I it's like weird. Mm-hmm. I think they felt like they needed to make an open world game and they did not. It doesn't yeah. make any they sense. They did not. They also could have done a partnership with like Forza or GT or something like that and been like, Hey, Just here's like a DLC pack. Shit, right. that, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And have the good developers right. like handle it. <laughs> Maybe do they have the original voice actors at least? Yes, but it's it's like they recorded like they it's like they recorded without each other. All the oh dialogue, really? Which I think it would have benefited for them to be in the same room. Yeah. It's like it's like Dom says a line, COVID, man. and it's COVID. just hanging out there. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's hanging out there in the air, and then all of a sudden Letty responds, and like you get a little of uh, you get a little of uh, Tyrese, you get a little Roman, you get a little of like you talk about Tej. I haven't met him yet, but also it's like three and a half hours into the game or a five hour game, and I haven't seen him yet, so yeah. I don't think I'm seeing him. No. Han, no, no. Well, well should... Han died in episode seven. That's why he's not. <laughs> but then, like, <laughs> he's, he's alive, though. But also, like, here's another thing, too. Like, you're not going to put John Cena in your new video game? Yeah. With John Cena being in the movie? What are you doing? Well, well actually, I might have been smart on John Cena's Please, I need John Cena. <laughs> what did you say, Brent? So, please, I need John Cena. I need, I like, John Cena so can save the game. It's, it's true. I just don't understand why they wouldn't just take out those big cinematic shots of, and scenes in the movie and just let you play those. Like, just let you play the cool fucking, like, mm-hmm. stealing the fucking... The safe. Uh, yeah, the safe thing. That would have been cool. Like, or how, if you don't want to, like, focus around the, the new characters, how cool would it be if you ever... Have you ever played... Uh, I think it was Carbon. Need for Speed Carbon? Yeah. Anyway, one of those games, you start as a street racer, a low street racer, and you work your way up, and you go through different areas of the map. This might be underground as well. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like underground. You go yeah. through one of the areas of the map, and they have live motion cutscenes. How awesome would it have been to have, like... The guys mm-hmm. from Fast and Furious like coach you up through right, right. to eventually oh, yeah. where you get to yeah, LA man. and you're racing Dom. Like, how awesome would that have been? I can't even. They should talk have. About they it. should have reached out to you to make this. <laughs> game. I can't even talk about it. It's like, and, and if I don't like it, and I can find joy in almost anything, anything right? Yeah. Who is gonna like this game? It can't be anybody. Nobody mm-hmm. can like this game. It's got four Metacritic. It's generous. <laughs> <laughs> they should have just made it like Need for Speed. Honestly, yeah. Oh, IGN gave it a four, not a Metacritic. Four would be very low. Yeah, yeah but maybe deserve. <laughs> anyway, that's what I've been playing. <laughs> Did you have anything else to add, Brent? Before I I share what we've been playing. Nah, I'm good. So uh, Brent and I played uh, Terraria. Uh, it was my first time being kind of coached through that game. I played it on my Vita a long time ago. Um, it was probably about two hours we played. And I would say I'm not 100% convinced yet, but that might be because I died so often that it just, like, <laughs> it was hard to accomplish anything. But I saw a lot of it in terms of how the crafting works, like, how to get the boss encounters, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm going to try it again next Friday with Brent, or next, you know, every time we can get together. Um, and I want to do a ranger, because Brent destroyed with his bow. Absolutely destroyed, and like for me, I was. Brent's a pro gamer. He's a pro gamer. That's true. I'm not <laughs> pro Terraria gamer. I was like, I'll do melee. I mean, yeah, I that's the only thing I'm games. pro at. And I found it really hard to dodge enemies and kind of get out of their way. And at a certain point, it kind of felt like I'm just gonna die. That's just what's gonna happen. Like anytime I respond, I'll try to get as close to Brent as I could, but I'll like, keep dying. There's one point. Battlefront. <laughs> There was one point where Brent had gotten pretty far into the map, and he got, like, a life crystal, which would could give you extra health. And he's like, I'll hold it for you, Holden. Don't worry. You just have to make, <laughs> make it to it me. To me. <laughs> and it took me, like, 15 minutes to get to him. He wasn't, like, he was pretty far, but, like, not 
that far. I just keep dying over and over <laughs> and over again. Um, but, I mean, it's a cool game. I think I get the comparisons between it and Minecraft just from the, the crafting mechanic, but it's more than that. It's more focused on the combat than Minecraft it, is. Is the combat good? I had a hard time with it, but I haven't used a bow yet, so I want to... hard time, as in it's not good. Like I, like I said, Holden, the thing with it is... The beginning, and to all you guys, if you end up playing it, the beginning is rough. It it really Sorry. is, because you're given, like, annoying swords that barely do anything. So it seems like if you're... I understand where Holden's coming from, where it seems like he can't really dodge anything or, like, do anything else. But once you get farther into the game, you get so many weird swords. Like, this one shoots swords out of it to where it goes all the way over there. <laughs> this sword does this. This sword, like just like uh heat sinks enemies or like you get things like uh a cloud in the bottle where you can do a double jumper you get wings you get rocket boots you can do a bunch of things you can like dodge and move over and like slide okay uh, stuff like that so there's a lot more to it it's just at this point i that's why i did some grinding off stream like i told you i was gonna do because unless you're a fan of the game already it can get really annoying to just have to like start out and do all the grinding, go through the caves, and do all this. So I understand completely where you're coming from, but trust me, it gets the combat and the really cool equipment you get later on in the game makes it ten times better. It's the only reason I really enjoy the game because how much variety you do get. It just takes a little bit longer than it should to get it. The dodging is good to hear that's coming because I think that's my biggest thing right now is I wish I could dodge. I feel like I'd stand more of a chance. Um, like when we were fighting the boss, for example, like most of what I was doing was getting the boss away from you so you could shoot <laughs> arrows at it. <laughs> that was most of what my contribution was. But no, I'm definitely going to keep playing it. I'm going to give it two more sessions. At a minimum, two more sessions. I enjoyed you guys' stream. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah. It was a fun time for sure. It was also my first time yeah, on a keyboard. Like really playing oh, a game on a keyboard. No, no. And I gotta say, I kind of get. You like it? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I still prefer a controller, I think. Yeah. But I. I get some more of the appeal of it like scrolling through menus like there's a crafting menu you can go through and i can just use the scroll wheel to go through it that was kind of nice actually um but that's a small thing but yeah that's uh that's what i've been playing do you have anything you want to add to terraria brent i don't think so it was kind of fun seeing chat get mad at you like every time you (laughs) fall down (laughs) it was like mad in like a loving way though i hope (laughs) It was fun. I definitely, I think, by a couple more sessions, if you're not sold, I understand it. Like I said, after each session, I'll do a little bit to like prepare you to do some cool stuff, do some bosses, to get you interested. I'll understand after two more if you're just like I, I've seen the good stuff and I don't care about it. But it definitely is a fun game if you give it a little bit of a chance and enjoy it. It's definitely better when you're with someone as well. When I played on my own on my Vita, I didn't understand what I was doing. Uh, my, sword only, my sword only jabbed. It was like, you gave me the wooden sword that could actually swipe, and that was really handy. So, yeah, definitely it's been helpful. Yeah, if you don't have an idea of where to go, the game gets kind of... It gets not Minecraft. I think people play it, think it's Minecraft, and they're like, okay, I see the appeal, and you put it down. But it's not Minecraft at all. It's just that beginning part really does make you think it is because it doesn't give you... It doesn't really tell you what it is until you take too long to fight the boss. It'll just spawn it. So, like, up until that point, it just makes you think, like, oh, I'm just building. I'm just enjoying my life. Like, no, you need to be in the caverns, like, 
preparing this boss, getting this item, finding all these crystals and swords and enemies and stuff like that. And there's a lot of enemy variety besides just zombies once you get farther into the game. Well, we will find out next week as we delve deeper into Terraria. We'll go over some <laughs> In the meantime, we have some other quests to go on this week. We're going to go into our quest log, starting with our fetch quests. First fetch quest here, actually, I'm going to hold up this fetch quest because I want to get Matt's, uh, um, uh, Dallas's um, impression of it. So I'll skip this one for right now. But starting off with Bioshock 4 seemingly won't take place in Rapture or Columbia. Thank you, Wesley LeBlanc at IGN. So this is based on a job listing which I highly suggested that a new entry won't stray kind of far from the, the kind of Bioshock formula. It's going to have a lot of that on FBS combat, whereas you, uh, where you quote, uh, have a high degree of, um, of player expression experimentation within a highly uh, reactive world. So it sounds like you kind of choose how you want to approach situations, which is very much in that Bioshock mm-hmm. uh, kind of vein. So that's good to hear. Uh, but then they specifically say that they're, they're like new worlds. Like you're not going to be, it sounds like you're not going to Rapture or, Columbia, which I'm excited about. I'm very curious what they do with that. Um, I want to go back kind of to style Columbia. game that's coming up is called <laughs> Atomic Heart. Um, it has a new story and next-gen console details for PS5 and Xbox Series X, according to Ryan McCaffrey at IGN. Um, the trailer is here in, in, in the notes, but it's a game I recommend people look up. Have you seen the trailer for this? Yes, I have. Yeah, It looks, looks kind of cool. It looks very cool, yeah. Very unique landscapes. Like, I haven't Something I kind of feel like I haven't seen in games before. Something I'm intrigued to see more of that. Um, so this is an interesting one here. Developers reportedly find cross-gen games, quote, painful to make. This is from Zermenic kind of PlayStation lifestyle. The quote comes from John Linneman, who is one of the heads at Digital Foundry, who knows his stuff when it comes to tech for sure. So this is a good, uh, a good source, I think. He said this on Twitter. He said, one weird thing I've noticed lately is an aversion of, quote, next-gen exclusives, as if launching a game exclusively for a next-gen machine is anti-consumer. This is how it's worked before. Mario 64 didn't exist on Super NES, and it was a great thing. Business-wise, I fully understand the investments and desire to maximize potential customers. It's absolutely logical, but I, um, I don't feel like uh, I, I don't feel going next-gen exclusive is somehow anti-consumer, and I'm baffled at, uh, by the insistence of it. Um, then he's saying that he's no in, in that kind of discussion. He's talking about how developers don't want to develop for the Jaguar CPU anymore. <laughs> they really wanted to go to the next gen and, and take advantage of that, and not have to work backwards because it's very difficult to go backwards. So um, I think this is something we'll kind of see the fruits of as we start seeing what actual kind of next gen kind of backported games to current gen look like. Uh, but I think it's, if anyone, I'm gonna. I'm interested in that opinion from is definitely John Linneman because he knows a lot about that stuff. Now that Dallas is back, this is the story I was sharing for Dallas here. Oh, thanks. Sam Fisher is coming to Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. Quote, well, is he really? Yeah, he is. He's going to be called Zero, though. He will, I don't, he's not going to be referred to as Sam Fisher. (laughs) I do love the opening quote from Logan Moore Dual Shockers. This is what he said the first line. Well, it's official. Ubisoft is apparently dead set on bringing Sam Fisher to every one of its properties except for, you know, Splinter Cell. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of true. I don't know. I haven't played Splinter Cell well, before. Hopefully but... this means that, you know, they're on the cost of bringing I, him back. They've been teasing that hardcore for how, so long. How do you bring back this character in so many different Like, there's been a few different things they've talked about with, with Sam Fisher. But how do you just not? I mean, so I think they have to. They have to have something in the works. Yeah. yeah. I would hope so. Yeah. I would imagine. I mean. 
I can't imagine being like he's a good enough character to have in every single one of our games, but he's not good enough of a character to have his own game. Right. Like, we'll put hey, Mario, we'll put him in Mario Kart, we'll put him in like, Mario game. Party, we'll put him in Smash Bros. But like, we're not making more Mario <laughs> games. Like, are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, Capcom is undecided about whether it'll charge $70 for next-gen games or not. They're basically just going to feel the market out and see that plays out. Metro developer 4A purchased by Embracer Group, and this hints at multiplayer content. Embracer Group is, uh, they also own uh, THQ Nordic as well. Um, they, they were THQ Nordic, and then they changed their name to Embracer, and then they own another company called THQ Nordic. It's confusing. Um, THQ Nordic itself is just very confusing. But uh, this is cool. I love Metro. So I'm I'm excited that they kind of have a little, hopefully a little more freedom and think we're gonna get a better royale out of this. Or? That's what I was really hoping for. Like Fallout, when they said that's gonna be a battle royale, I'm like perfect setting for battle royale. Not the like, best game, game mechanic, for it, yeah. right. <laughs> but this I think could pull it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'd be dope. Imagine, oh, absolutely! Like imagine, like have you played Exodus? Right, you guys yep. played Exodus? I played. No, I played a little bit of. I it. played a little bit of it. But I, much. The whole like crafting your backpack, you can yeah, kind of like yeah. put your backpack out and start crafting. So you're like, but knowing there's other people around, so you actually have to be careful. Mm-hmm. But that sounds like it'd be really thrilling. I'm I'm excited about sure. that. Something I am uh, not excited about is well, I'm excited that it didn't happen. Um, EA shareholders say no to massive proposed raises for executives. Not a fan of the races. These are insane. <laughs> yeah. Andrew Wilson, CEO, would have received a pay increase from eighteen point three million, which is like not even enough to feed his family. I right. mean, like, I mean, what's he going to do with eighteen point three million? Exactly. He needs he to bring least, it to twenty one point three seven million. Mm-hmm. Much more reasonable. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but that's one of the smaller increases. Blake Jorgensen, the CFO, was set to jump from nine point four one million to nineteen point five million per year. Uh, Lori, Jesus. I think it's Meal. Is the CSO would would have also seen a ten million dollar raise, six point nine five million to six point sixteen point one million, so a little under ten, but close enough. And finally, um, Kenneth Moss, the CTO, would have um, seen his six point nine five million dollar salary shoot up to fourteen point two million dollars. None of the raises were approved. Good. Maybe yeah. they'll make a better fucking hockey game next year. Or... Maybe they'll yeah. return EA Sports. It's in the game. To, 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 yeah. Come on. Yeah, to need it. To especially do this though during coronavirus, like you know, a lot of people are losing their jobs and all that kind of <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, but yeah. like, I can't make it over the eighteen point three million dollars. I don't know what next year's gonna hold. I mean, sometimes <laughs> when they go to Chipotle, they're like, you know what? I can't have the guacamole today. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta wait for my raise. It's coming. It's like, uh, it's like in, uh, <laughs> um, oh god, Christmas vacation. Clark Griswold's waiting for that raise, and he gets in the jelly of the month club. Yeah. He's in his office. Playing with yeah. the pool, the, the model of the pool with yeah. the diving board. Yeah. Oh my god, right. club. <laughs> this is like that. It's like, oh man, they denied it. I'm still making a shitload of money. <laughs> this next one, this last one here for the Fetch Quest log is is a really good story, actually. So new research shows the positive impact of video games on young people's literacy. This is from Harry Slater at PC Games Insider. The National Literacy Trust surveyed 4,262 young people aged between 11 and 16 in the UK and found the following trends. First of all, 4,262 people is a great sample size. This is definitely a very, very valid study to be looking at. <laughs> oh, I'm not joking. That's a, that's a big sample size. Uh, 79% uh, of, of the, those surveyed regularly read content about video games. Then 63% regularly write about games. The writing surprised me. Reading, yeah. but writing about them, that's... I, mean, what I wonder counts? what they qualify. Right, exactly. Yeah. Is it Twitter? Does that yeah. count as like writing yeah, about a Facebook games? post about it? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
58% showed interest in writing or making games in the future. Mm-hmm. Two-thirds of parents believe video games slash playing with friends online positively contributed to their child's mental health during lockdown. And then, this is a cool one too, two-thirds of teenage gamers were able to create empathy with the player character. Which is, I feel like, that's one thing I've always liked about games is that it allows for empathy more than like books or TV shows or movies allow. So it's kind of cool to mm-hmm. see that's actually now kind of scientifically backed, at mm-hmm. least in this one study. So good stuff. Yeah. Like all that. You I'm, know, I'm, I'm very sure surprised with the writing. Yeah, the writing one really surprised yeah. me too. What did you say, Brian? I'm sure a lot of kids' uh, literacy was helped by those books in Skyrim. I'm sure a lot of kids <laughs> read those. <laughs> I read too many of them. <laughs> I mean, for real though, I'm sure there were kids who like read through everything. Also, I bet too, like, like take my brother for example. My brother's obsessed with Hollow Knight, and he reads about the lore online and that kind of stuff so like that's also kind of gotten him reading more too that's so. how it was with like five nights at freddy's and assassin's creed <laughs> wait there's five nights at freddy's lore dude the five nights at freddy's lore goes so deep but i don't even have the time <laughs> or like you don't have the brain complexity to understand the five nights at freddy's lore there's too much i'm not interested in that game at all because I, I don't like being scared also those types of games give me anxiety but like the yeah. gameplay of it but man I do, I do believe that that lore goes deep because it's about they're about animatronics, right? Like these animatronics that yeah. come to life. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, they're about like kids that got uh, uh, unalived and put inside animal animatronic suits. Yeah. So there's there's a lot a of lore possibilities. <laughs> I don't play the games that much. I mean, I enjoy the games. I just don't physically play them a lot. But the lore, I love the lore so much. That's what you don't hear very often. Like Anthem, I couldn't get to the game, but the lore for Anthem, <laughs> so good. The lore. <laughs> I'm sure people say that about Destiny. Oh, definitely. I know uh, Trevor is very. He knows. He yeah. Knows, he knows. He goes deep into that. He knows that. He tries to fill Chad and I in Dallas or whoever we're playing with in on what's going on. Too much we, information. Because all the three of us know how to do when we're playing is we throw orbs, we yeah. shoot, we shoot things. Yep. Yeah. We're just like, yeah, what do we do here? And they mentioned Destiny the character. Basic mechanic. shooting mechanics. And whenever they mention a character's name in Destiny, it's like, oh, yeah, there's, a, there's, there's this world. <laughs> <laughs> whenever someone says a name, still now, like other than like a couple on the, in the tower, whenever they say, go see this person, I'm like, where is that in the tower? Yeah. And like near, <laughs> the, near the near the hangar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know his name. Is that Strike Dude? Is that the guy who gives me? Gambit Dude. Like, which which one is it? Which one's under the stairs? Yeah. <laughs> we have one story for the Microsoft Quest log this week, but it's an important one. Microsoft announces November launch for Xbox Series X and Halo Infinite delay from Kyla Orland at Ars Technica. So Halo Infinite was pushed back to 2021. For multiple reasons, but they only specifically cited COVID as the reason. Right. Um, or the demo looked like shit that they showed off. No, that wasn't that. It couldn't have been that. Definitely That's impossible. Definitely. No way. There was no backlash. No, that was probably an early build, man. Come on. <laughs> uh, Microsoft also chose to announce uh, November as the Xbox Series X's launch month. That's cool, but I think the big news, obviously, is is Halo. Um, what do you guys first of all, What do you guys think about? The delays, because you guys are more Halo fans than I am. I'm not. You're not. Oh, you're I not. I know Matt is. About, yeah, that's what I mean. Everybody loved that stuff. Matt. Matt was the only one who was like, "Oh, I can't wait to play this. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so bad, Matt." Yeah, to me, it, uh, good for them because I was telling Matt, I think that that game deserves to be a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Should be a masterpiece. Let them take all the time that they need to make it a fucking masterpiece. Brent, yeah. what do you think? What do you say? I said I love Halo. Yeah, I love <laughs> Halo too. I, I, I think. Yeah, go ahead, Brent. 
Oh, I was just gonna say real quick, like I didn't think the game looked that bad. Like it probably was like a six month early demo, honestly, that the only thing they had running at that point, like I said last week. Honestly though, like I'm not too upset about it, uh about it being delayed. Honestly, the fact that they want this game to be playable for like nine years or something like that, like that's what they want the infinite in the title to be, is like a live service. It makes sense to be like, okay, delay it as much as you can to get it to the polish to where it can be enjoyed for up to like eight, nine years. So, I mean, take as much time as they need. If they need to delay it like two years to see that vision, then I wouldn't be too upset. That would be that would be great. It's always better to delay. Especially, like, you get a good Absolutely. point with the nine years thing. It's like, especially if you need to start on such a strong footing. Yeah, yeah. I... I I'm I didn't have any issues with the way it looked and the thing and I know that people were like pulling the screen grabs or whatever. <laughs> I've always been a person who like I love when games look pretty. I don't necessarily need them to look pretty. Like yeah. Crossroads mm-hmm. would look shitty in eight bit. Like mm-hmm. that's what it is. So I'm fine with them pushing it. Like I think that that's the right move. And I also think that this gives them time because they they shouldn't have showed it off. And I've said it a million times. They shouldn't have showed it off without multiple. Yeah, they shouldn't have given like they needed to give something in multiplayer, even just mm-hmm. talk about it, like and show something, tell us something, like, give us, like, you know what multiplayer is going to be, so just give us something, like, mm-hmm. something, anything. Mm-hmm. So I think that that needed to be there. So hopefully now, maybe like when they think they didn't say when they're pushing it too, right? It's just just twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. So whenever they're ready to show us more, or maybe they don't, mm-hmm. maybe they just give us a date and they're like, boom, here it is. Um, that's fine. I'm gonna. This is a hot take, and I know that they said it, but I don't think we're gonna get the Series X in November. So that's kind of where the next thing was gonna go for. So oh, no, no, no. It's yeah, totally. Yeah. Let's go there. So this has sparked some opinion pieces suggesting that Sony Microsoft should just delay the consoles mm-hmm. out of 2020 to 2021. Um, mostly because there's really not that much next gen content. Right. You kind of, you know, already shared your thought there. Do you want to elaborate more? No, I, I think they're pushing it because Halo was there, like, that was it. Like, yeah. There's no other reason. Like, when they said multiplayer is going to be on Halo, it's going to be running at 120. Yeah. Uh, 120 frames a second, and you can, like, you can play it. Wait, they said you can play it at launch, or whatever, wherever they did the announcement for. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's the reason. Now, I didn't have a reason to get a Series X. That was the reason I got a Series X. If there's no Halo, I'm not getting one this, right. at launch. Yeah. Um, so, do you feel that only though about, like, Series X, or do you also feel about PS5? Like No, so I think that PS5 is going to try to come out at launch. If there's a genuine issue with PF, PS5 not being able to come out in November, I think that they're both just, like, playing chicken at this point. Mm-hmm. I think that they're both staring down, like, each other's headlights, like, <laughs> slamming them about to smash yeah. each other. Because I think that if, if PS5 says they're they're pushing, I think Xbox immediately says they're also pushing. So, yeah. they, so they don't be left out. Because mm-hmm. I don't think... Like, it would be embarrassing if PS5 pushed and still nobody bought a Series X. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a good point, yeah. And that, and, and that wouldn't happen the other way, personally, I think. Mm-hmm. If Xbox moves, everybody would, a shitload of people are going to be buying a PS5 anyway. If it's the opposite, I don't think you see I don't think you see as many consoles move in that hypothetical situation where you could see it happen both ways. You know yeah. what I mean? I yeah. don't think you see as many move. I definitely think that Series X is not going to start... I, I can't remember who said this. I heard this almost verbatim from someone else. I can't remember. I wish I could cite them. But they basically said, in a few years, we'll recognize the Series X is a really good console. Sure. At launch, because of that kind of cross-gen transition they're doing, like it's just not gonna have that mm, same. Yeah. Like I think you're right. Like it's PS5 goes, they don't. Like it's gonna look really bad. For them. Look Even really though bad. it really shouldn't. No. It it will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not gonna be great. Like imagine you walking, you can see them on shelves, no one's buying them. Right. Yeah. That's bad. <laughs> I mean, it, to me, if you're an Xbox gamer, you're probably gonna like. I was, I think I was telling Matt, my cousin 
games exclusively on Xbox. He's going to get one of those as soon as it launches, no matter what, whether yeah. Halo launches with it or not. Mm-hmm. For people who are you know, up in the air which system they wanted to pick up, I'm sure Halo not being there, you know, a, a serious first-party game not being there, then maybe it pushes mm-hmm. them towards PlayStation. But if third-party games run better on the Xbox and people yeah. want that, they're going to buy it. Even yeah. if there's no Halo, so I don't see why they would push it back. We'll talk about just, that. Just, just too. fucking launch mm-hmm. it when it's supposed to launch. Mm-hmm. Tell everybody, listen, if you want to play fucking Assassin's Creed Valhalla, this is the best place to play it. Mm-hmm. Get our fucking system. Yeah, you know, Halo yeah, will be I, there. Just be patient. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I'm with Dallas, honestly. Like, I think I'm in some of the minority where I don't think they need to get pushed back. I think. My main reason with the PS5, yeah, I want Miles Morales, but I am so tired of the PS4. I'm so tired of that hard drive. Like, just, I can't load into anything without taking, like, 10 seconds. That's why I want next-gen. I would be mad if they got delayed, not even because of the games. I think so people, people, I think people get worked up too much in, like, launch trials and stuff like that. Because Halo's going to be there. Halo is going to be on the system at some point. I don't think it needs to be there directly at launch. The Series X is still going to be there. It's going to play every game that you have already. Right. So if you could play the Halo Assassin's... collection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you just got like Assassin's Creed Valhalla or Cyberpunk or something, you're still chipping away at that. The Series X comes out, buy that, and then yeah, Cyberpunk won't look like ten times better yet, but you'll still have like better load times or something like that, and it'll still will run. So it's like, I don't think Halo not being there will really affect it. I think the only thing that would make it to where they need to push it back is if they can't manufacture the consoles. If not, then just release them because then it'll make game experiences 10 times better, even if Miles Morales wasn't on PS5. Because look at the launch for like the series, uh, the Xbox One and the PS4. The Xbox had like Rise and a couple games that not a lot of people cared about and then sony had like maybe kill zone and infinite infamous which are good but it's like were those really console sellers to begin with right yeah so if you run into that same situation this generation i wouldn't be surprised like i don't know i don't see them pushing back the release of the consoles just because of the game and i don't think they yeah. should I, I don't think they should push them the back i think matt brings a good point though of like the playing chicken if they were going to it has to be Xbox that does it, not Sony, because hmm. yeah. I'm mm-hmm. curious to see like what that would look like, because I think yeah, right. if Sony pushed Xbox would. I think if the reverse happened, Sony would be like, absolutely not. We yeah. Who we are going on November. <laughs> yeah. Going in November. Um, for, for me, I wouldn't mind if they delayed, though, because I, the more I think about getting a PS5, because I, that's when I'm, if I'm going to get one, I'm getting a PS5. Getting that this fall, or this holiday, whatever, why? Yeah, I wouldn't mind if they did it, I just don't think they will. No, but yeah, my point though is like, why would I want to get a PS5 at this point? I, I actually kind of leaning more towards now. Like, I think I might just delay for myself Getting and just either. wait. Yeah. Because why? I don't know. Like, I didn't like Spider-Man that much. Yeah. I, I see how that's. Yeah. I can't imagine I'm yeah. gonna like love Miles Morales like no. way more. I'm sure it's gonna be a fine game. Where are you gonna play Cyberpunk? I'll play on PS4. And then, but if you could get it and you could have zero load time and maybe no texture pop I, i'll play it again i'll play it again yeah like yeah but would that so that wouldn't even give you a little nudge to i mean it's nice it's absolutely nice but is that the reason to spend 500 dollars this year true, true. i don't know yet right. and i and all year i've been thinking like, oh i'm definitely buying a ps5 and we're getting closer 
to like whenever this pre-order might happen that I'm just like <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. Like I don't know. The Switch is the only console I bought at launch. Only really? one and it's because ever? of ever. Yeah. And it's because of Breath of the Wild. I had Fair the enough. Wii U, but I'm like no, but like I can play Breath of the Wild. I can take it all with me. There's a reason like yeah. to get it at launch that I couldn't have before. I'm not yeah. feeling that right now. Obviously, I'm going to buy one in the future. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. But I'm just, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm less convinced, and yeah, I'm less convinced. I'm with you on that. I think that I'm. If I wasn't such a tech whore, like straight <laughs> out, I would. I'd be definitely with you on that. But because realistically, like I don't need a Series X. I could play the games I want to play on my PC. Like Master Chief is now on my PC, and Games Pass is now on my PC, so I can play yeah. all those games on my PC. Right. I can do that. You don't need an PC. Xbox at all. A, I don't need an Xbox at all. I don't mm. need my Series X because I like it. I like to fucking waste my money on shit <laughs> but uh but with ps5 like definitely i, I want to play miles morales that's right. definitely but if i didn't have miles morales i could definitely like functionally like like straight up i would wouldn't really have to jump to the next next console right away yeah i still have so much that i could play on my ps4 that are just just burn a hole in my hard drive like <laughs> just waiting to be played yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't need a new system with new games to play. I have plenty of. Yeah, exactly. I, games yeah. I need to play. <laughs> don't give me Nintendo Red Dead Redemption Two and Sekiro again. So. <laughs> Let's all be real. Yeah. Nintendo's just going to drop the Switch Pro on like November fifteenth. Dude, that means <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I mean, I've basically I think every every uh, piece of hardware that launched I bought on launch day. Like I can remember waiting in line for the three hundred and sixty in front of Target in Smithfield. Mm-hmm. Old the PS5 is definitely going to be my first launch. I did that for Wii at the Target in Smithfield. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm usually the one who has to buy a day of. But you guys make a good point. Maybe I'll wait. It, no, it, I'm not waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I just spun that real good for myself. Yeah. But I'm not waiting. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I, I guess it all depends on how hard it is to get. Series X, I'll wait. Like if yeah. I got a, I'm obviously not going to be paying any scalpers. Fuck that. But oh yeah, I won't do that either. If no. I could get a pre-order, in we'll see. Yeah, that's definitely well, a factor. It depends on how much it's going to be, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if it's... We'll find out. If it's really soon. $600 and all I get to do is play Miles Morales, maybe I'll wait. Even, yeah. Yeah, I might, I might wait on the Series X, but PS5, it's, it's a necessity at this point. <laughs> I need that PS5, and I will waste every dollar I have to get that at that point. <laughs> Are we going disc or discless? Discless. I've, I've come to the discless side. Yeah, I think i got to go disc because I have... I guess it all depends if backwards compatibility is hard, mm-hmm. or like you know, disc based. I don't know how, what they're gonna do with that. They haven't really. And I gotta I wait think... to see like the price and the hard drive and see if it all makes sense too. But I think I'm leaning no disc drive. I guess if backwards I... compatibility, I'd be really surprised if it had to work off of a disc and it, you, you couldn't download things you had bought before. Right. But if you have a collection of PS4 discs, that's sort of, yeah, that's the that's, problem. Yeah. Kind of have to. At but that point. Yeah. I don't really need that because if I really wanted to, if there's not like a significant upgrade to do it on your PS5, mm-hmm. play that disc. I still have my PS4 that I could just play those games on. So maybe I'll go disc. Right, right, we'll, right. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what they. Offer. I'm definitely going disc. I have too many PS4 games and Blu-rays, and I don't have a 4K Blu-ray player yet. So. Yeah, yeah me too. I was gonna buy an X Series X or whatever mm-hmm. Xbox Series, Xbox One X. Oh, I was gonna yeah. buy one of those for a a 4K Blu-ray player, but I never did. The One S is 4K Blu-ray as well, doesn't it? I don't know. Does it? I don't know. Uh, I think I think Chad told me that I, it did. I think, I think it, does. it does. Yeah, but it doesn't I think play it games is, yeah. from 4K. Right? No, it doesn't. Not I know it does like really. Netflix and stuff like that in 4K. Okay. So maybe that's why that. I did yeah. buy the S. Yeah, it's, it's maybe not, that's it's what not, I told my wife. I don't know. Scale. Yeah. Scale up. 
scale up. <laughs> so we talk about Sony. Let's jump into the Sony Quest log now. Uh, so The Last of Us on HBO intends to use a, quote, jaw drop worthy idea from the games. Matthew Olson at US Gamer says, I, I could feel... I can feel the, the sadness of the room right now with that. Uh, so when exploring ideas for the show, Neil Druckmann mentioned an idea that never made it into the original game, which Craig Mazin, the writer of the show, found, quote, jaw-dropping. He elaborated further and was like, you have to shoot me to not do this idea. Like, he was really adamant that, was, <laughs> that they do it. Um, both Druckmann and Mazin wanted to broaden the Last of Us fan base while not violating people's love of the source material. Um, well, hopefully that's the case. Person, I'm really conflicted about hearing this. What do you guys? Yeah, me too. I don't. I don't know. I mean, what could you? <laughs> what what more? could be a jaw-dropping moment? Right. Yeah. More than anything that's ever happened in this game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Like, uh, like I. So I guess what I'm hearing is that they want to change it. It's like right. Because how can yeah. you do a jaw-dropping jaw well, mm-hmm. moment out of the game is a death. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Right. I mean, really. I or mean, or like a double cross. Right. So how do you do that without changing the story significantly? And maybe, how far do you do it into the? Maybe first when they see yeah. the giraffe. Like a bunch of fucking clickers coming, like like tear it up. That's not jaw dropping. <laughs> I would be like, oh shit, if you saw that in the game. I don't know. I like. I, I, it could range to something. I don't know. Anything I can think of that would be like jaw dropping has to impact the story Sorry, in some way. Significant it has way, to. Right. And if it's something really stupid, like Joel's heading over to Salt Lake, you know, city with Ellie, and then like they meet Ellie's mom on the way, and she wants like if it's something really stupid, like I don't know the past if that's even possible, but like if it's something like that, I'd be like, that's so dumb. That would have happened in the game if it was that important yeah. the story. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I just yeah. can't. Or if like a certain character were to die in in the, right. the story of the first game, or I'm I curious. I just to see I where can't imagine. Pick yeah. up from. I'm curious to see if it's like a exact telling. Of like yeah, they start games, events. as yeah. Joel's daughter, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, yeah. she dies in like the first 15 minutes of the episode. And and you're like, what the fuck? It <laughs> makes me feel better about it that Neil Druckmann felt like he could bring this up to the yeah. to you know the director and be like, here is an idea that we had for the game that might work for your vision of what you're thinking for the... Mm-hmm. you know. So that, that makes me feel a little bit better. Guys, I enjoyed the yeah. last season of Game of Thrones, so uh, it's not gonna. This isn't gonna bother me. It's gonna be. I'm gonna enjoy this. Wait so. a second. What? I'm with you. I'm Wait. With you. What? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine. I told, listen, I'm fine with it. It's this, okay. It's not so that now, bad. It's not that fucking bad, man. Does this bring into context how bad Crossroads is? <laughs> <laughs> it really does because I think season. Ugh, I won't get into it. It's not, it's, no, it, it's, it's, it has its faults, but it's not fucking terrible. It was oh, it was terrible. But I just wanted more Game of Thrones. Season eight was weird. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there was some things that were weird, definitely. But I got all the stuff I wanted out of it. The Hound. Yeah, yeah, the Hound and the Mountain fighting. That was dope. Fucking John, John killing. Uh, spoilers, I guess. Okay. Who, yeah, it's, dude, it's come fine. on, man. It wasn't that bad. Oh, it was. No. It was. It was there, were, there were some really terrible scenes. The one I can't get over. I'm just, I don't. I don't mean to get this, but the one I can't get over is, is total spoiler alert. <laughs> total spoiler alert. When Tyrion starts recommending that they pick like the um, new king, that scene makes absolutely no sense because yeah. it's like, hey, here's someone who's on trial for treason, and he's the treasonous person is recommending we all pick a new. King, like, yeah, that's completely yeah, illogical. It makes I, absolutely no but sense. Everybody looked to him for not like he was the most. He's the most knowledgeable person there is. Like he drinks and knows things, so they got obviously looked to that guy for his advice and his input. So I, whatever it is, I know it's just like, hey, here's this murderer. He's like really smart and stuff. And people like listen to him in the neighborhood, but he's a serial killer. And he's on trial, <laughs> and <laughs> while he's on trial, he brings up like, hey, Bob down the street might want to kill. Yeah, might want to kill that guy. And everyone's like, you know, that's not a bad idea. And the jury all starts to talk about how like, you know, yeah, let's let's kill. Bob, that sounds like a good idea. Like, let's let the murderer who's on trial tell us who's your murderer. Who's your murder. <laughs> so. 
Anyway, anyway, anyway. I love that. I don't care. Um, yeah, here going back to what you were saying, Neil Druckmann, like the fact that this is coming from him makes me feel a little better about it. But yeah. I just, if they if they ruin The Last of Us, <laughs> like I don't know, be really. That's bad. the thing; they can't ruin the game for you. Like they could ruin everything. I can be petty if I want to. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> you could. It's true. You could definitely be petty. I'll yeah, just go. I'll just shut. I'll just shut off HBO and just go back downstairs and play the video. Yeah, game. yeah. Nothing will ever ruin yeah. the experience of the video game. For no, no, you. of course. Like of course. adding all this other bullshit to it. Yeah, it could kind of. You know, like drown out some of that. So, like my dad, for example, I know he would love the Last of Us story, but he doesn't play video games, nor yeah. would he ever want to. So he's never going to experience the story unless HBO does this like justice. So I think for that reason, I'd be kind of upset because I think Fair he would enough. like the story a lot. Yeah, you don't want to be like, Dad, this was a great game, though. Yeah, it was a great game. I know you hated the show. The show sucked. I'm sorry, but the game was so good. <laughs> my parents are going to be very into this. They're yeah. into zombie stuff. And so oh, I think yeah. they would really like this. They also like. They they've liked a lot of the video game. Well, I say a lot, but they love The Witcher, and they always yell at me for not watching it. Oh, really? Like, you didn't watch The Witcher? Like, no. Yeah, you didn't watch? I the watched Witcher? like two episodes. Oh, you, but you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't watch The Witcher? No, I didn't watch The Witcher. No. <laughs> it's so good. It's so. Good. I just I just haven't. I don't know. I always I'm an idiot because I my, my mind's like a goldfish where I'll say like <laughs> I gotta watch something new and then I'll turn around and be like oh The Office oh <laughs> like what we do in the shadows oh that's it oh I'm gonna watch the guard last night I watched. After we get off with you, I watched The Guardian. You know what you know who that is? Yeah. The one with uh, Costner and. Uh... Do you want it's not? What? It's not Mr. Robot. You got to get on Mr. <laughs> Robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole. Other I thing. hate that. Like every friend I have that watches Mr. Robot is always like, I can't watch TV because I watch Mr. Robot and it's not <laughs> Dude, Mr. I Robot. Have, honestly, I don't think I've watched. I haven't watched any TV since watching Mr. Robot. It's really fucking good. I don't can't remember the last thing I actually watched. I think I'm, yeah, no, that was the last show I think I watched. Because it ruins all TV. I watched a little bit of uh, Hell's Kitchen, but uh, the, oh, Hell's Kitchen. The so last good. show, uh, <laughs> the last show Hell's I actually Kitchen. sat down and watched was Dave. Dave, Dave I can't Dave watch anything past Dave. Dave, Dave was that. so I got, good, and I just can't watch TV anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch three episodes of Dave, and I liked it. But I ran into the Mr. Burba problem. Like this isn't about a hacker <laughs> trying to take down an, an elite group of the top one percent, and I just can't watch it. <laughs> you should watch The Witch, though. I know. Yeah. Um, so PS5, moving on, the Sony Quest log here. PS5 can, parentheses, obviously, run games in native 4K 60 frames per second. Thank you, Lou um, Cantaldi at DualShockers. So the kind of intrigue on this conversation began when Dusk Golem, who is known for his extremely accurate Resident Evil Village predictions, which he basically 100% nailed, he tweeted the following. I'm going to hate myself later for responding to this. I can feel it. People attracted to this sort of topic are horribly toxic. But a lot of people misinterpreted what I said, which is partially my fault. Of course, Resident Evil 8 will run fine on launch, and that was never in question um, by me. But people should get ready for the really real possibility that PS5 is going to end up being the more expensive console between the two. I'm trying not to say too much here as I was asked not to, but prepare yourself, which does put the Xbox Series X in a position... It'll be the less expensive and more powerful console. I used Resident Evil 8 as an example, but I've heard from other developers that PS5 struggles with 4K games in particular, so you'll see a lot of fake 4K. Doesn't, um, this, that doesn't matter to some, but get ready for that too. Xbox Series X doesn't have the same problem. Um, Resident Evil 8 may be having some of those issues, um, but Team Kill Media excuse me, made a statement about their upcoming game Quantum Error which it says currently runs at 4K 80 frames per second, unoptimized. So they're not having problems with it, but Resident Evil might be having some problems with it. 
They're both third-party games, right? Both third-party games, yeah. That's interesting. I think I don't actually I don't know if Quantum. I don't know if I think Quantum Error is third-party, but I think it might be PS5 exclusive. That might be an interesting juxtaposition between the two consoles, mm-hmm. because if PlayStation ends up being more expensive, and you have all the goodwill towards every, like all the first-party PlayStation stuff, it's more expensive. It's less powerful. Xbox is obviously cheaper right. and more powerful. Do people? Do people care? Like, do people truly care? Like, if you're if you're someone, and this is so tough to talk about because there's always going to be people in either camp. Right. You're an Xbox person. You're a PlayStation person. You need to get somebody who either has both consoles now and they're only choosing one, mm-hmm. or someone maybe who's coming into it fresh. Where you're like. You talk to them and you say, "All right, what do you what are you thinking?" Like, here's the thing: like PS5, right. you get all these first party games. People love PS4. It's more expensive. It's less powerful than the Xbox, which has Game Pass. Right. With all these games, you pay one month. You know, it's, yeah, you it's add a Game weird, Pass to that. It's tough to. It's yeah. so tough to get somebody it really on balances things or out. to chat with that mm-hmm. doesn't already have. Yeah, the bias. Yeah, yeah the bias towards. Mm-hmm. It. I'm so curious to see what a like. A mother or someone <laughs> in their cell are buying for their kids. Like, what are they? I mean, your mom isn't really looking that deep into it. But yeah, that's that's well, an interesting. If a mother's out there looking for the best value for their money, then yeah, they probably lean towards Xbox. Right. Mm-hmm. But if she didn't realize it, it, that her son wants to play the best games there are, but if, then. <laughs> but if I told my dad, if I was a if I was a blue shirt and I was talking to my dad and I was trying to sell him on like buying your son either console, I'd be like, hey, listen, like here's the PS5. It's a great console. Technically, on the spec sheet, the Xbox is more powerful and it's cheaper. My dad would be like, "That doesn't seem right. Like that. Like, wait, what's the trick? Yeah, why? Why? Why, <laughs> why, 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 why is it cheaper? Yeah. Some people are like that. They're, yeah. they're skeptical. Skeptic, you know, they're yeah. skeptics about it. Um, Some people will buy things because it's more expensive. Right. That happens. True. Yeah. That's another. That's true. I know I, a lot of people. Like I that. think it's weird because obviously. Xbox kind of won the 360 generation, I would say. I mean, you could argue that PS3 picked up at the end, but they won the 360. So going into it, Xbox One was the more power, the less powerful and more expensive console. And then, obviously, a bunch of other factors: Don Matrick, the media stuff with the Connect. But other than that, PS4 just like ran wild. So I don't know what's gonna happen. Obviously, Sony has all their exclusives, so I don't think. I think Sony fanboys like myself are still going to go for the PS5 immediately, but it's like, where is that juxtaposition? If Xbox Series X was like, look, we have Game Pass, we have all this, we're more powerful, we are cheaper. I think there's some people where it's going to be like, okay, Game Pass, there's like 200 games on it, it's backwards compatibility with 360 and original Xbox games, all these games. I don't care about The Last of Us or this that much. I might get the Xbox. It's weird. It, there's so many like different, uh, I don't know, so many different facts and everything and factors that kind of like put into it to figure out which one's going to be more favorable. I'm glad you brought up the power difference between the PS4 and the Xbox One because there was a difference, but it was actually smaller than the difference that we're seeing between the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. How many teraflops are we talking? It was so the numbers were it was like one point four to like one point like two or one point three or something. It wasn't a huge difference, but it did result in Call of Duty running at nine hundred p on Xbox, but ten eighty p on PS four. Right. So there's enough of a difference of that small amount to actually be meaningful. Mm-hmm. We're here. We're talking about two full terra teraflops of difference in performance. Mm-hmm. 
it's uh, yet to be determined how much the SSD can make up for that, if right. yeah. if at all. Um, but this is something that I've kind of been speculating about for a while now, which is that we're going to see these games launch and multi-platform, and they're going to perform better on Xbox. Um, but the PS5 is going to have the better looking, probably uh, exclusive games on, on their console, and it's, that's like you kind of pointed out, um, Brett. That's kind of the trade-off. We're going to kind of see what plays out there. But it was really devastating for Xbox for a while to constantly have every time a new game came out, like here's how it looks on Xbox One, here's it running better on PS4. Like that hurt Xbox mm-hmm. yeah. because the mom who's looking it up is going to go, "Well, my son wants to play Resident Evil Village, so how does that look? You know, right. how's that? Is it? I'm oh, right. I've heard it's better on Xbox, so I'm going to get the Xbox." Most games purchased are third-party games, True. so it's yeah. it's definitely something that that could hurt them in the future. But I think we all know that, like for what we like in games, we like the games. So right, it just kind of depends on the person. And that you know, true. I don't want to say true gamers, but you know, avid gamers like us. Yeah, we you know, like you said, we know what we want. We we're yeah. gonna lean towards yeah, w- most likely the better games. Yeah, and as of lately, it's been on the PlayStation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't mind. Well, except for Crackdown Three. <laughs> I don't mind a teraflop <laughs> not being there if I could play fucking The Last of Us Two. That looks better than any fucking game that I've ever seen play on an Xbox. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, and then there's the other thing too. Like, I play most of the time. I play video games with the people that are on this call. Plus, you know, everybody else is like Chad's mm-hmm. not here, Trevor, all those guys too. Yeah. Um, but. If if everybody decided like they were gonna get a, they were gonna get the Atari VCS, like I might be like, <laughs> Fuck, all right, I get one. Like, I guess we're getting the Atari VCS because maybe I eventually get those consoles. But the truth is, that's a large part of my pick. Like, who am I playing with? When I was a kid, I played a ton of Xbox with right. my friends. Sure, so yeah. when the Xbox One came out, I was like, that's a that's a no brainer. I'm gonna get that right at launch mm-hmm. because because everybody's still playing on that. And all like, all yeah. of our gamer tags are gonna be the same. We're just gonna we're gonna play. So that that's another huge factor for me. Like I'm never getting the Atari Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, Missile yeah. Command Reimagined would be a great game night game. <laughs> so. I, we could go into it another two hours on the VCS. I, I was in the same boat as you, though, man. I was a 360 kid, and I had a, a good friends list. My cousin, like I was mentioning earlier, played a lot with him. They stuck to Xbox, and I made the jump to the to, to PS4, and yeah. I had no one to play with, yeah. like nobody. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I, mean, I ex- randomly exactly found a couple of friends of mine through like Facebook and stuff that that played in it. Even that, I didn't really, you know, didn't really get into any multiplayer games with them. So, what did you say, Brent? So that was exactly me. I was 360, and I went to PS4 because my uncle got it for me, and I had like nobody, so I don't play online much. But I agree, Matt. I was like a big PC guy, and I was enjoying it for a while. But then when I started becoming friends with you guys, I only use my PS4 now. Like I'm getting Avengers and everything on PS4 because to play with all you guys is where my friends are. I would. Obviously, so I'm not playing on PC. I'm trading a bunch of graphical <laughs> fidelities and stuff on yeah. Field of View, which I really want. All oh, that, yeah, it's Spider-Man, but like other things like that. So it's kind of if I had to choose between PS5 and uh, Xbox Series X, based off of teraflops, obviously it'd be PS5. That's where my friends are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's such a such a complex topic. I know, right? It's yeah. not cut and dry, and it's a lot of times it's not numbers. Yeah, price and stats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, I'm a Nintendo person. Power, definitely not important oh, to yeah, me right, I'm a right, Nintendo right, person. Right, right, right. <laughs> but you can't play with your friends online because... Because the... Yeah, because <laughs> <online. laughs> <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> you said something, Brent? I said because it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Take it back. Take it back. 
<laughs> I'm a Nintendo guy too. That that online is really bad. Not with that attitude. This sounds just like a Nintendo fan to me. Not with that <laughs> You're talking to someone who's top one of the top ten favorite games is Luigi's Mansion. Okay, I'll have you know. That is a hardcore serious Nintendo fan. I like that picture of my wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do love Nintendo too. And that's like a whole other different ball game. But you can't play crosswords on Nintendo, so it's just like not worth <laughs> Thank it. God. Thank God. Thank <laughs> God. So you know what's you know what's sad? Like it probably like that game. It like crosswords looks really good too. Like it's like is visually pretty decent. Like I bet it would have trouble running on the Switch, which is like such a <laughs> such a nonsense. The game is trash. <laughs> all right. We were all ready to move on. Yes. Yeah. All right. We're going to do an ad read really quickly. I know. Very exciting. <laughs> I'd like to tell you a bit about Affable Idiots. Affable Idiots is a brand under which our products and podcasts will live. Respawning Fire, um, our new off-color Mr. Rogers type show called AAWY and also with you, and much more to come. Video versions of our podcasts are only the first of many amazing things we're bringing you this year, and we need your support. First, the easiest and freest thing you can do for us right now is to go subscribe to three YouTube channels. This channel, Respawning Fire, our parent channel, Affable Idiots, and our sister podcast, AWI, and also with you. Links to these are in the description below, and we need 100 subscribers for each in order to have a custom YouTube URL with our name in, um, in it, like youtube.com slash respawningfire, which is not what it is right now. Don't look <laughs> up that URL. You can also do us more good by leaving us a sweet and sexy review over on our podcast service you listen, um, you listen to us on, and even to those who don't. Stars are great, and we want them all, but words of affirmation are the affable idiot's love language, so feel free to drop us a message in there, too. Finally, Respawning Fire is a Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash Respawning Fire. Your continued support there has literally paid for our tickets. I forgot to leave this part out. And I edited it too and I forgot to. It has paid for the tickets to each we didn't go to this year. <laughs> we are incredibly grateful to each and every one of you. If you want to support us, $1 gets you playtime with us each week, influence over what we play for Barf each month, and um, super cool sexy wallpapers for your electronic supercomputers. But there is one more thing. On August 31st, we'll be releasing The Grind on the Respawn Aim Fire YouTube channel. The Grind features a breakdown of big topics in a multi-episode um, video essay series. The first season looks at Google Stadia, the promises it made, and how it can move into the future. So definitely look forward to that coming August 31st. The promises it broke. <laughs> the promise is a broke, yeah. I'm very excited for that. That Me sounds too. awesome. It's, and I, I, I want to go to that post it. that people are kind of trashing Matt on and just, you know, tag that video in it <laughs> so that they can watch it when they're done. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on out of the main quest, which is a pretty huge news story that happened this week and actually just in the past few days, it is Epic versus Apple and Google. So Epic has kind of always had a problem with the 70-30 split they, uh, that developers get when going on platforms like the App Store or Google Play. And they decided that they were going to do something, I think, pretty good, which was make their own store have an 88-12 split, which is like really awesome of them to actually put their money where their mouth is. They're taking that, <laughs> I'd say, to the next level. <laughs> and they decided that they were just going to go ahead and put their in-app purchases in Fortnite as $8 instead of $10 and literally label it as like direct payment to Epic versus the Apple store like app like payment yeah. <laughs> um, to give people as they put it in the uh, court log a quote healthy competition <laughs> right <laughs> just, we'll get to that um, so Epic changed its in-app payment to bypass Apple and they also did that by updating without Apple's approval so they violated Apple's terms on two accounts 
and Google's accounts on, on those two accounts. And because of that, both of the um, both Google and Apple have taken Fortnite off of the platform for the violations of, of their guidelines. Mm -hmm. um, in response, Epic has sued both Apple and Google. They also released a video which targeted Apple specifically and mimicked their like 19, Apple's 1984 advertisement and the hashtag uh, hashtag free Fortnite. Um, in the court cases, Epic claims that both Google and Apple have unfair slash illegal monopolies within the app market on their respective platforms. So it's not just about the 30% split, but that's a, a portion of it. Um, they say this monop monopolistic power allows Google and Apple to force a 30% tax on the developers. So there's kind of two parts of it. There's the 30% kind of tax, as they put it, and then there's just the fact that in order to put something on, in this specific case, like Apple's platform, you have to go through Apple. You don't have any sort of other means to get onto an iPhone. Um, we're going to break this down a little bit, but I guess we, we'll cover like our first our initial impressions of this, then we'll kind of get more granular like onto the 30% cut, what we feel about that, and then the the monopolistic just having an app store, and if that's okay by, by us. Yeah, um, we, yeah give, give our opinions like before Holden hits us with the facts. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going to make us all look dumb. I can go first <laughs> if you want me to, but... Sure. I looked a lot into this, so I... Yeah, I know some stuff, but I want to hear the impressions. So my first thing when I saw the video, I was like, "That's some compelling shit." It's definitely compelling. I'm yeah. like, "That's some compelling shit." I didn't even fuck yeah, epic! Video. Like, fight the man, it. fight the power. <laughs> and then you're like, you're, then you're like, look deeper into, it, and you're like, oh, "That's fucking ten cent." Like, that's the, like that's like the, you're like this fucking huge corporation. I don't the the fact that like the first thing to jump. I don't care about Fortnite. I don't care about V Bucks. I don't care about that thing. Like I don't care. I don't even really care about the split. Like the I don't 30, even care about mobile gaming. The seventy thirty. <laughs> yeah. the, the seventy thirty split. I don't care. Like that's Apple making their money. This is their store. It works better than anything else out there. It's mm -hmm. it, it like and Google has the same split. Yeah, seventy thirty. Seventy thirty. Anyway, yeah. that's probably just them. Like. Maybe Google doesn't deserve that in their end for a few things in their store, but Apple definitely does. 80, 30, 70, 30, whatever. That's fine. The first thing that came to mind here is like, oh, man, could this be the shakeup we need to get xCloud on iOS to get Stadia on iOS? First thing I thought of, and then a chat immediately shot that down. He's like, that's not that's not what the or, yeah. what the, the argument is here, which I totally get, but I'm like, oh, well, they're talking I'm, about I'm more it. focused on that, too. I think that's the more important yeah. thing. But yeah, I, they, they, so yeah same, like, Matt. What would you say, Brent? I just said same. Yeah. So like that's the first thing that it jumped out at me. I was like, this is compelling stuff. I don't really see, but I'll get into why. I mean, I think that like them doing this is not necessarily like okay, like the, oh, Apple. We're gonna sue Apple. Like they're they're doing us wrong. Like no, you violated the terms. We I think we talked yeah. about this briefly. Dallas, you yeah. violated the terms. You got your ass burnt off of the App Store. <laughs> You're not like that's you have no feet to stand on. But you know what it does? Mm -hmm. It gets people that don't know about the seventy thirty split. They don't know about all this stuff that Apple, like all these mm -hmm. restrictions that Apple has with its app store, and it it lets them know. Yeah, Tencent could be in a, a lawsuit for as long as they want. Right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter to them. Like yeah. they're just there's even Epic money. on their own could. Yeah. yeah, they just got a room full of lawyers. They just like there's like a shoot, and they got nothing and to do. Just, so they're like, go just try and sue Apple. Right, <laughs> like we're we're suing Apple, and they have this huge duffel bag full of money. They just dump into a tube, and it shoots it into the room, and like the lawyers as Here's they're working pay. just paying them. <laughs> So, yeah, that's my opinion. <laughs> I, I think my thing before Holden gives us the facts is kind of like my initial thing on it, and I think I'm still kind of going to be that, maybe because I'm young and I'm like, yeah, destroy corporations. <laughs> but I also don't like the opinion of like, oh, which billion-dollar corporation do you support? I don't know. I think it's a little more complicated than that. But my whole thing is 
I'm not necessarily like rooting for it because I want Epic to have more money. I just don't like Apple. I say that as most of my products are Apple, but I don't <laughs> like their practices and I don't like how much they do. No store needs a 30% cut just for existing. Like, I'm not too big on Epic, but I like that they do that 12%. Like, you don't need 30% just for existing and doing stuff. You really don't, especially someone like Apple. And I think, like I said, I don't really care if Epic themselves wins, but I think this could be a good precedent for smaller developers. Whether or not you want to argue that Epic thinks about smaller creators, which I think to a point they really do. I don't think all corporations are just money. Obviously, there's a bottom line. I'm not that naive. But I think it can stand to reason that there is something that helps smaller creators, smaller devs that are getting screwed over by this 30% cut. And yeah, Epic violated their terms, which they knew. Like, the fact that they had this like short film and the documents within the same day, they had this strategically planned, and Apple and Google both fell into their trap. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know how to look at it, but I kind of... I want uh, Apple's things to change. I think Apple has some really awful practices, and I want them to change. If it takes Epic to do it for whatever selfish reason they want then i'm not too big on it because yeah they broke the terms i'm not going to be naive to that but it's just i don't like apple's practices that's fair yeah i I was saying earlier that um you know obviously the the terms are broken so it is what it is but i'm assuming that this is uh, hopefully maybe it's a catalyst into the situation where their their split changes because you're right i think brent's right like i don't think it's fair like 70 30 i don't think that's fair to especially smaller developers and i think what epic's doing with their store is is a, a better model obviously um <clears throat> but you know what are you gonna do it's I, I i was talking about it earlier saying that everybody was now this might be mental gymnastics here or not it might be such a stupid <laughs> point but everybody claimed that sony was anti-consumer with buying um um, the rights to Spider-Man to put him in the Marvel game. And I was just, I brought up the point, like, why is nobody considering Epic anti-consumer right now by purposely doing this and getting yeah. their app removed from these stores, uh, it's a good point, not yeah. allowing people to play their game anymore? You know, where's mm-hmm. outrage for that? Like, I I don't understand and that. It's, like, it's also so clear that they knew this was going to happen. Right. They had a oh, lawsuit yeah, ready to go the day that they were taken right. off yeah. the store. Like, Millions yeah. of people can't play their games. I mean, yeah. how many little kids are fucking crying so, right now? I don't so, think that's mental gymnastics at all. I think that's yeah. No, I mean, I, but I think point, it, yeah. not so much mental gymnastics, but like no, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching yeah. to like put blame I on. I don't think it's a reach at all. I would say that technically if you have it downloaded, you can still play it, but. As soon as they you update it on other platforms in iOS and Android, or Android aren't able to update, can you still buy then you can't. Uh No, you can't. I don't right. think you can well, do anything. Maybe well, actually, now, I actually don't know. I don't know about that. Actually, that'd be interesting. Um, yeah, that, that would be. I, that's a good, really good question. Um, but like, yeah, if, if there's an update, which obviously they're gonna do, they're not gonna not update on the other game, platforms. Right, so like, yeah, like that could totally that at that point, then like you're done. You can't even like. But for like the next few days, probably yeah. <laughs> like it'll be good. But yeah, but like, how many kids are gonna be super upset about yeah. this? How many five year olds are you gonna go? No, no, no. So you don't understand. So there's a seventy thirty split. <laughs> and they're not gonna talk. Is is Fortnite on Google Stadia? No, it's not. Is it? Is it's it not. Do you know it's not on Stadia? I will get it. Never mind. What? I was gonna say, do you know it's not on Stadia? But I'll, I'll no. August thirty first, the grind. You'll hear all about it. Um. 
Steven's in the chat from uh, Engage Family Gaming. He says, hey, gang, is it bad that I just want to see the world burn on this one? He <laughs> says, no, no, it isn't. <laughs> yeah, that, so it, like like Brent said, it's kind of, I, I don't want to argue about what billion-dollar company we should be supporting here. So it's, it's, <laughs> hopefully hopefully, there's some benefit out of this. We'll see. Yeah. I'm sitting here with a MacBook Pro running <laughs> the stream. I have my iPad I put on the floor. I have the iPad that just controls the lights in here. It's an older <laughs> iPad, too. And I have my iPhone right here. I love Apple. I wish that they did a few things differently, but it's hard for me to say that they're in the wrong. Right. Yeah. I'm, if I had an app store like that, and I and I would want, I was getting a seventy thirty split. I and I felt like I deserved it, and it doesn't deserve it doesn't matter. It's numbers. It's a numbers game. Yeah. They, they, I mean, I want that money. I don't mm-hmm. know. So when I first heard about this, my kind of gut reaction was kind of that whole like, yeah, stick it to the man. Like I was very much on that. You have the room for that because it's so no, cool. right. Yeah. It's it's always cool when you see. Especially in Epic's case, where like they've risen up and kind of were this smaller company, and now they're able to stand up to companies like Apple, and Google. Like that's that's yeah. obviously very cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, the more I've looked into this, though, the more I'm completely 100 percent on Apple's side of this. So I I keep hearing this with the 70 30 split. I, I hear that like yeah, 30 percent. It sounds like a big number, but we have to compare that as to what existed before the App Store. Before the App Store, you just had buying through phys- like buying through physical retail stores basically. So what were the margins there? So I I couldn't find a whole lot. There's basically one article from the LA Times called Anatomy of a $60 video game. The CEO of OnLive provided the information at the time. And if you look at those retail margins, they basically the re- if you think about what Apple is offering them, um they're offering the the retail kind of outlet essentially right. like being the retail store. Yeah. They're handling the distribution and the cost of the goods. And they're doing also a platform like kind of royalty fee, which every other kind of place would, would have. So if you're a PlayStation, you pay them like a, in this case on retail, you pay them like a $70 platform royalty yeah. fee. Microsoft is the same thing. So like if you include all those things that were at retail, then they're uh, 13 to 25% better than um, than what the 70-30 split. Mm-hmm. I explained that poorly, but like it... I, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, so you're, you're actually making way more money by being on the App, App store, store than you are through physical, physical retail stores. Well, so I was going to say, if you want to sell your game at a retail... Like, if you want to bring a product, a retail product to a retail store, yeah. you know, you... How is that? Like, is Walmart a monopoly? I don't know. What, uh, no, it's, yeah, I think you're bringing up really good questions. Um, let me... I'll, I'll come to that because I Like, it's a way to too. sell... It's a platform you're putting your product on to sell, well, to distribute your product. So, fuck off with it being a monopoly. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. So like, the monopoly part we'll, we'll definitely um, talk about too. the The margins in the monopoly is a little different because I feel like let me just the the margin really quickly. Yeah. Um, it's better than it was before. So Apple's offering a better service than they did before. But is it like is thirty percent too much? Like is that is that hurting indie developers? Could that indie developer have gotten into a physical retail store to begin with? Right. Hell no, because it's about the relationships and all that kind of stuff. Apple, you just post and that, that's yeah. it. How do you that's adjust a huge... The, how do you adjust that slider, though? Like, how do you find the point where, like, developer... Like, because if you made it super cheap, of yeah. course other developers are going to thrive. If you make it free yeah. to post, obviously some developers are going to thrive on it. If you mm-hmm. make it too expensive, some some developers aren't. Yeah, right. and you don't want to saturate the market with shit either. So, like, like I, this, if a developer isn't good enough to make money off a product that's not good, then they shouldn't be in your fucking store. Man. No, it, exactly. Yeah, like, at that point, I, if they can't make the money, is that Apple's fault right. or is that the is company's it, fault? It's your own fault, motherfucker. Yeah. What's up, Brent? I just think it's so easy to say things like, oh, well, it's better than it was. 
you know, oh, they wouldn't be able to get into a store before. So Apple's doing a service, which, yeah, that's why Apple deserves a cut. But do they deserve 30% though is the thing. If anything, I think Apple is sticking to barbaric ways in the terms of, oh, we have one thing. Let's apply it for everybody. Everyone gets this 30% rule. Why can't an indie studio get like 12, maybe 20 and a triple A studio like Epic gets like 30% so or something like that. It, the treating everyone equally is, is important because if – do you want a situation where Epic can finagle Apple and pay nothing to Apple whereas the smaller developers who don't have that power are in a position where they have to pay more potentially? Like as soon as we start talking about treating people differently in the platform, then you're opening up to large corporations Bully. getting favored yeah. and, and being able to kind of bully their way into yeah. – like. Epic can do this. They can do this lawsuit and put a bunch of pressure on, on Apple. So if Apple just treats everyone equally, then that's kind of more fair. And to the whole, like, is it better for indie developers? I, yeah, Apple's doing it better. I actually, I'm going to be honest, I don't understand the whole, like, it's easy to say it's better. If it's better, it's better. I don't... More developers can Should access customers. Should be custom- better, I think is what he's saying. Like, So yeah, so 30, yeah, 30% I, I cut. disagree, though. It's like, it's better, but it doesn't mean it's right. right. It's like... But it's not it's an like, oppressive tax uh, if it's no, better than what was existing before. That's the thing. That, I think that's what Matt was saying. Where is the fine yeah. line? Where is it profitable for everybody? Where is it sure. reasonable for everybody? So we agree I, that Apple has to make profit. Yeah. Okay. Obviously. And if you – Apple's platform is huge. If you want to be on that platform, there's going to be a fee to be there. Like, I don't know yeah, so I, I, there's always going to be a fee. It's never going to be free. Um, Apple does 30%, and they'll say, like, you know, Epic does 12%. Yeah. With the thirty percent, they're doing the hosting of the content. They're handling all the customer, all the um, customer service for all payments. So there's any sort of payment issues, that kind of thing. Like Apple will handle that. The small indie developer doesn't have to deal with any of that. Um, Apple's also going to help with like curation of apps. So like that's people that they have to pay to do that curation of the app store, which can push up, you know, smaller developers as well. Um, it can also help big developers too, of course. Um, and but they're also dealing with millions and millions and millions of apps right. and millions of apps that and every update for those apps and they get back to those reviews within 24 hours. That's got to require such a huge operation to do that that like that's where the 30% cut is going. Mm-hmm. Epic can do 12% because how many right. how many games do they have to do? Mm-hmm. A few thousand? It's not the same. And the rating and all that and the approval there, like that happens outside of Epic. Epic's not doing nearly as much, much as work, right? as them. That's why Apple can charge 30%, but um, but Epic shouldn't be charged for thirty percent, which I think brings into question like Steam or like PlayStation, like those kind of places. Um, but I don't think Apple and and Google fall in that category because they have such a huge scale; they need to be able to support it. And and it needs to be fair, not even fair, but it needs, like you said, it has to be the same for everybody. You can't yeah play favorites so much to say or or you know give a discount here and there. Like it just you have to you have to know your profit margin. You know, and if you're going to, you know, what happens if you say, all right, it's 30% for Epic, but a small indie gets 12, well, Epic's like, fuck you, then you lose all that, you know, all that profit you would have had from them. Uh, yeah. It's, it's it's way above, like, I was telling Matt last <laughs> night, like, I'm not, I'm too stupid to even have this conversation, so. It's also just not great I information. Feel that. It's really hard to find, like, how much profit does Apple make off of the 30%? I have absolutely no idea yeah if it's 90 percent profit yeah let's bring that down and right. give some more of that to the exactly. developers 
but I don't know what that profit is. Yeah, so yeah, maybe right. the court well, case will. What is the cost of the service, right? Maybe yeah. And what is that difference? Yeah. What are that's, they playing? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, that probably won't be something that you'd be able to get. Find, right? Or they will yeah. give a spreadsheet on, right? I yeah. Mean, but, yeah. Again, like, I. Maybe we have to hit up by Apple Insiders. I, I don't want to be. I don't want to be <laughs> someone who, like, I don't want to feel like I want to, like. Like, I don't necessarily feel like in this conversation I have to back either side. Like, I don't feel mm-hmm. like I have to back Apple. Mm-hmm. Apple could. Apple's gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like I have to back Epic. There might be some other people that maybe like this is hitting worse and they don't have a big enough voice like Epic does mm-hmm. with Tencent behind them. But I just think it's it. I think it's interesting. I think Epic like has a department that just wants to start shit with people. Right. They do it <laughs> yeah. all the time. They want to change the landscape for gaming, right? And, and yeah, they just want to so. start shit with people, and that's. I think that's fine. I think this is an interesting thing to look at, and it also brings more people to the conversation. Like I was saying before, how many people had no idea about the split or any yeah. idea about how their money was going besides looking at their phone oh, I have and, an and have it scan their face and pay for you know what I mean like, yeah. How, like yeah. right so yeah. yeah I do want to make it clear that like I'm not saying this because I like Epic enough to defend them Epic. I just think of the ramifications of if this were to change it would help indie developers and stuff like that I don't care what Epic does like they have fuck you money like I don't <laughs> I don't care yeah but I feel like if this was to change, it would help so many other developers. That's why I'm kind of on the side of it, but I don't care what Epic does with it, honestly. I think the campaign's fun and funny, but, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't care how much more money Epic gets because of this. Yep. Yeah. Um, Steven in the chat, um, he says the audio's a little low. Uh, for all of us? For all of us, yeah. Okay. Um. He also says the Apple curation is hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the point wasn't that it was great curation. The point is just, like, they're doing that. That's, that's a lot of people who, who are operating it. Um, they have to pay for that. Um, so we're talking about the 30% then. The other part is kind of the, the monopolistic practices, which in the case of Google and Apple, basically just mean it's more so for Apple, less for Google. But in the court um, uh, complaint, they, they talked about the same thing for both of them, which is that if you want to make an app on those platforms, you basically have to go through Google and Apple, and mm-hmm. you have to take the 30% cut. You have to, especially in Apple, you ha- you can't just sideload an app, you know, like you can on a PC and go to a different store. You have to go through Apple. And they think that this is unfair. And this is kind of getting to what you are talking about with Twitter, uh, with, uh, sorry, with Walmart. Yeah. and like yeah, If you want your product to be on Walmart shelves, you're going to have to fucking pay Walmart what they want. Yeah. If you want to be on the platform of Apple, you're going to have to pay Apple what they want. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's. I mean, yeah, there might not be other places to put. You know, there's not other platforms. Like, they may have the monopoly on the platform. Well, then go out and make a fucking Epic phone and put your fucking Epic Store app on there. <laughs> Does and, it have green or blue bubbles? Yeah, Epic phone. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I red? Is Epic red? I think why, does every, why does everybody get all bent out? This is a tangent. Why does everybody get all bent out of shape about the blue bubbles? I totally get it. It works great with iOS, and, like, that's why it's, like, a sticking point. Why is the iOS message app a green icon with a white? Oh, yeah. It's, it's not blue. Why it's is on it, Mac. It's why blue. Why is it not blue? <laughs> on Mac, it's is blue. Is it blue? Yeah, it's blue on Mac. It, it is blue, right? Yeah. It's blue with a little white. Why isn't it blue? That's, That's a great question. Up. Great question. We hit up got to hit up that <laughs> Apple Insider and have them change it. With the whole <laughs> store thing, I, I like the Walmart comparison. Because, like, first of all, Epic is basically asking to be able to put an app store within Apple's app store. It's like saying, I want to open up a Target within Walmart. Yeah, <laughs> it's right, like, right, right. I don't see it's possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The other, like, to me, I think this is a flaw in, in, in logic, is that they're saying that iOS has a monopoly. Apple has a monopoly over iOS. 
it's their product. But like, I don't think it's the iOS industry. It's the smartphone industry. Sure, and yeah. in the smartphone industry, you have options. If you wanted a platform where you could download other stores, you can go to Google. Like, right. they tried to claim in the court case that Google doesn't allow uh, other app stores on Android phones, but the Samsung store exists. So, right. like, that, they, clearly there is something, like, there. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they said in the hearing that they, are in the complaint that they tried to get the Epic store on the OnePlus phones explicitly, but then Google completely shut it down. But they didn't really say, like, they didn't offer a lot of details as to, like, it this is the first anyone's really ever heard of this happening. Yeah. But, like, if Samsung did it, like, there's clearly something there. So I just don't understand. The Monopoly one's the one I understand the least, I think. Yeah, it's way more confusing. But, I mean, to me. I mean, Android does have, like, different stores and stuff. I think Samsung's kind of a weird comparison just because Samsung's, like, Google's biggest cooperator, though. The Samsung Galaxy Store has been around since 2008. So it's it's been around back before yeah, I just mean like, Samsung was even the number one selling smartphone in America. Well, well before it. Yeah, years before it. Who the fuck buys a Samsung? Lots of people. <laughs> sells more than I Ridiculous. Crazy. Why? Why I had a Samsung, Samsung for a while. But it got what do you it have got now, too Jeff? much. Oh, Brent. I yeah. got 11 Pro iPhone. Yeah, great really? choice. Nice. There's four of us here. <laughs> we all have to I just like Apple. as much as I don't like Apple's practices I like Apple because it's simple and simplistic Android was just too much like I don't care about third party stores and widgets and yeah. different things yeah totally that's what I was telling us when we were playing Splatoon a couple weeks ago Holden yeah um, I was talking to Holden I'm like oh that's great that I can put a custom launcher on my on my Samsung and do all this like crazy shit on my, on my Android phone but I don't want that I want a curated experience that feels good and is mm-hmm. is is um the same throughout everything, every aspect of me going into my phone. Mm-hmm. And that's what Apple does. Right. And that's just something that I think that they do good. And the same thing with the App Store. Like The reason why everything feels so good and when you download something from the, from the Apple uh, App Store, you feel like you're getting something quality because it's been vetted. Mm-hmm. Right. No, that's exactly... And it has the support of Apple behind it. Yeah, that's exactly the, the point of the App Store. Like It would... To put other stores on there would severely damage the the iPhone experience yeah Yeah, like Mm. 99% of malware is on Android for mobile malware is on Android less than 1% is on is on iOS so like it it works it's super super secure I've had so many Android phones get like viruses most of mine did don't don't watch as much porn (laughs) 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 I guess that's true get an apple and watch porn there you'll be all right. (laughs) I mean we're all good now I got an apple ain't had no viruses since (laughs) it's also that all that illegal music that I may or may not have downloaded on Android (laughs) were you using LimeWire no I think it was like FrostWire or something it was is that like the new LimeWire? That was like when LimeWire got <laughs> shit to bed. Yeah, it got like they just like flipped it around. It was like it's FrostWire now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I used to use that app so much that until a month ago, I thought Eminem and Linkin Park actually had an album out because it was on <laughs> FrostWire, and I was like, this is legit, this is real. And then I went on YouTube a couple weeks, like a month ago, to look it up because I wanted to listen to it again. Found out it was fake. It was a a collab kind of like edit thing. Yeah. It's a 
type of quality stuff you get. Yeah, Damn. that's a that's a good Zippo later app. <laughs> I remember like when I first got uh, an iPhone, when, you had to get it. When right? I first got everybody had that. App. Do you remember everybody iBeer? Has. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was. Oh, he was like, oh, he's drinking a beer. It's like he's, no, he's, <laughs> that's so weird. Um, with the one thing I wanted to say about the Monopoly claims by, um, actually one thing I forgot to mention about the claims against Apple that I had to mention because it's tr- this <laughs> was crazy to me that this was even said. And they said that both in the Apple and in the Google complaint that they basically compared the thirty percent cut to a. Uh, a payment service equivalent to like how MasterCard or like Visa will like charge you three percent in like and they said it's the same thing about it. They said they specifically like and it, the thirty percent is ten times more than what other companies <laughs> charge. And I'm like that's like, so disingenuous. Late fees and like, like a transfer. On a... No, so like when you you know how they can go to like a convenience store and they'd be like oh ten dollar minimum to use yes. a card. It's because they don't want to lose profit because right, the three percent right, right. that goes to, to Visa or MasterCard. Yeah. That's what Google uh, Epic was referring to, saying that three percent charge is equivalent to, to that. that, and like that's not at all the same it's thing, not, <laughs> not the same thing at all. Um, there's that, but then the other one on the monopoly point they made that I thought was really just shockingly disingenuous was that they said that Microsoft in the '90s was had the antitrust lawsuits, with, which they did, and they said in their document that it was because um, they wouldn't allow. Um, other apps to be put on the platform and that's not at all what it was for it was because this is back at the time where you had like netscape and you paid like ten dollars a month to access the internet through netscape and then uh, microsoft's like we're just going to put internet explorer on all of our devices for free and that undercuts this entire industry that's charging ten dollars uh you know a month for for an internet browser and it puts them out of business mm-hmm. that was an anti-competitive like mm-hmm. like lost and, and obviously um microsoft uh, lost um, they're trying to compare what's happening here to that, to that, and like that's not at all the same thing. Right, like, right. They're not undercutting you. You came to, mm-hmm. you came to the platform. You came to their platform with yeah. a product to sell. It. it would be like saying Apple's going to put like um, they're going to put Portnite on <laughs> yeah. on all iOS <laughs> devices yeah. for, free, for free, and all microtransactions are zero dollars. That would be the equivalent. Even that, it probably wouldn't even be the same because, well, yeah, I guess. Or if like Apple was just giving out free. V-Bucks or something. Yeah, exactly. Like with every iPhone, you get a million V-Bucks. You never have to like go to Epic. Like that would be, yeah. Vortnite. So, yeah. I think it's pretty much everything to say about this. Yeah. I'm I'm interested to see how it shapes up. Like what what comes of it. And hopefully some way or another, it like, like backs like back in a, some backwards way xcloud just works its way okay. it's like hey guys yeah. look at me Let us so, that's what i wanted to go back to is that because i feel like this is totally distracting from the xcloud state yeah. stuff and i think that's much more important and, and much more you know uh monopolistic of apple to be doing i, I think that I think that there's a way that Stadia and xCloud can be handled. I think it just yeah. needs to be – I think it, we need to have people that can look at the situation yeah. and decide because there's no reason why – like Game Pass is a yeah. quality product. Right. It Microsoft works really well. isn't going to put that out there as a piece of shit. Like, like there's got to be ways in Stadia to a degree, I guess, it's a quality <laughs> product as well. There has to be ways that you can look at these products and – figure out a way for them to exist in your space that yeah. before mm-hmm. you didn't allow things like this for certain reasons. Not for the reasons that xCloud exists. Yeah. That's why I would. But yeah. Yeah, I think the whole streaming thing is weird, especially since the ER, uh, ESRB exists. Yep. Like, I don't get why they can't flag, like, certain ESRB ratings. Be like, everything below 
like everything up to mature is allowed on our platform. But if you get to like adults only, then we cut it off. Which adults only is not on Game Pass adults anyway. But <laughs> yeah, that's the funny too. <laughs> exactly. Like, I can't think of a single gaming platform besides PC that like, you could get some garbage on. Yeah. I mean, I guess on Switch, I guess on Switch they did Switch that. You can get some garbage. On. Yeah, well, they had that. Um, oh God, was it? I think we talked about it a few weeks ago. Is the the game where you were, Jesus Christ, you were jerking off in the back of a yes. cab and like you had to <laughs> not get, get caught. caught. Don't get caught. Don't yeah, get caught. that was allowed. That was yeah, taken yeah. down. Yeah, it was yeah, taken I down. I was like, I'm going to yeah. download it right now. Hold on. <laughs> Don't get caught. Uh, I guess Apple's is like that. Maybe, but that's but, like a rare. Ever since I got a VR headset. All of the games that are advertised to me on Steam are these awful VR porn games from the same company, and they're so bad. Oh, I'm not surprised at all, though. When I was when I was uh, um, shelling out those those VR headsets, uh, so many people come to be like, "Hey, uh, what's like, you know, what's the porn experience like?" On this thing? <laughs> we were doing. Or you're like, it's fucking dope, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's top notch. Inside out tracking, no cameras set up. The. Uh, <laughs> Um, we were, I was doing a show from, for work up at, in Boston, and it was uh, for this company, uh, PTC, and they do a lot of augmented reality stuff. And one of the, the carpenters that was working on the show, we were like, me and him were working together, like I was with him, and like they were setting up this demo for this John Deere tractor, some of the coolest shit I've ever seen, where they, you put on the augmented reality, and you plug it, you connect to the machine, and it can tell you what's wrong with it. And you, it'll, the engine and all the gears and everything will pop out of the side of the tractor, oh, and you shit. can see what section is That's wrong cool. with the machine. That's really cool. Incredible. And he goes, you know what this would be good for? And I'm like, mm, well, and the client's right there. And he goes, this would be great for porn. They do pioneer I, that shit, though. Oh, yeah. I tried it the other day, just kind of like just sitting it. there. Because yeah. I just wanted to see. I was just really curious. It was so weird. Like, you have to download, like, a client for it. And yeah, that, you have to, like, download the. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so weird. I was just sitting there, and I was, like, uncomfortable. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm not doing this Rest anymore. I don't rent self uh Samsung. <laughs> <laughs> it's also weird. I heard this from a from a friend, definitely not from personal experience. <laughs> but like, it's so there weird. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, weird. It's not available on PSVR, right? Uh I think if you plug it into a PC you can get it to work. That yeah. one a friend did tell me. I didn't do that one on my own. A friend legitimately told me that one. Yeah. Oh, man. This is, this yeah, is the yeah. Twitch chat a few weeks ago. Nick Merck hit me up. I need a PC. We're taking it onto the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think we're ready to move on to so we're fucking yes. humble. Speaking yes. of fucking. <laughs> uh, Matt had a we're so fucking humble he wanted to discuss. Dallas said you didn't have one. No, I don't have one. Brent, did you have one you wanted to discuss? I Can forgot talk to ask about you beforehand. I apologize. What would you say, Brent? Can we talk about porn again? <laughs> let's do this. The after show. Let's let's do Matt's topic and then we'll return to porn. Um, so my topic, we can just touch on it quickly. Um, I want to talk about repetitiveness in games, and I, I bring this up because of the Avengers we were talking about earlier. People are worried about the repetitiveness. It's repetitive. Destiny is repetitive. It's repetitive. It's it's funny to me that some games can get labeled, and I'm curious to see where you guys fall on this. Some games can get labeled as repetitiveness when they want to be like regarded as something that's a negative, but then other times people can regard games as oh that's a fun game loop, mm-hmm. which is just repetitive. <laughs> so I'm interested to see like what is like if you think back of the advent of games, uh, Pong, Pac-Man, Donkey Kong. Uh, Mappy, 
Burger Time, Galaga, Galaga, Centipede. Every single one of those arcade games is repetition. Yeah, it's the same. Thing and that's the game gamify gamingness of it. It's mm-hmm. like you get better at it. It's repetitive. You find the patterns. You solve the patterns. You keep going. You keep going. You keep going. Um. So I I'm. It's just like where did not the where we lose it, but I'm just like it's so weird that sometimes you can call a game repetitive and then another game game uh, a fun game game loop yeah. and it'd mm-hmm. be like I don't know gameplay loop is the good and repetitiveness is the bad. It's interesting to me. Yeah, I I agree yeah. with this fully. I think I think at its base every game has repetitive. Every game is repetitive at its core. I think what it gets down to is what do you get from it. I think that's where it comes down to. It's like Avengers. Yeah, it's punch, punch, kick, kick, do some war zones. What do I get out of it, though? Is it rewarding? Is it like Destiny? That could be repetitive, but what I'm doing, I'm enjoying, and I'm getting good loot out of it. I'm doing good things. It's always going to be like I'm going to a level and I'm shooting, but what breaks that up? What breaks the monotony kind of thing? Yeah. It's envi- to me, it's environments, it's enemy types, mm-hmm. and then obviously the the enjoyment of the f- gameplay mechanic. You know, I always th- discuss how Destiny is like the best feeling shooter I've yeah. ever felt. Like it just the, mm-hmm. the feeling of that game is mm-hmm. what keeps that repetitiveness, you know, kind of in the back of your mind, and you're like, yeah, this is this is fun because it's yeah. it's uh, the mechanics are just top notch. It's kind of like when someone says the movie's too long. It's like okay, that's that might be part of the problem, but like I think it's just you're bored, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's yeah. totally fine, yeah. Because um, I feel the same thing. I because I've thought it, but I never like put it together until you were telling me about it, like before we recorded. I'm like, yeah, like game loop, like it totally is like that. Yeah. Where if you don't like you don't like something, it's repetitive. You were just bored with it, and it's just kind of way of saying like it was it was a boring game. I just didn't it didn't speak to me. Like yeah. No Man's Sky. Very repetitive, really repetitive. If someone says they're, you know, the they didn't like about it is it was repetitive. I'm like, yeah, they don't like the gameplay. It's totally cool. I like the repetitiveness of No Man's Sky. That's why I enjoyed out of it. But yeah, I can't think of any game where there's no it, repetitiveness yeah, to right. it. Like Breath of the Wild, this big, expansive, vast open world. It's repetitive because you look at a hill and you go, ooh, what's on top of that hill? You get up to the hill, you might see like a variety of different things, and you go to that, and then you yeah. decide to go somewhere else. And that's the loop. That's the repetitiveness of that game. Like It just depends if you like it or not, to your point. Right. And yeah. it also depends on how, how far you break down a game. Because at the surface level of Last of Us Part Two, it's a not it's not a very repetitive game. You're mm-hmm. playing through this linear story, and things happen and change as you go through. But then as you break it down, okay, it's a third-person um Mm-hmm. You're, you're playing through it's a third person uh, action, action adventure, adventure yeah. you're doing that okay then you break it down a little more it's like okay well I'm constantly crafting supplies and collecting stuff mm-hmm. and you break it down a little further and it's like alright like I get to an area and I gotta shoot these guys and then you move to the next area and you're shooting these guys it's however far you can break it down every game is gonna have that repetitiveness it's yeah. if yeah. it grabs you and if that game is for you then it is a successful game loop in your mind. Right. And, yeah. and, and like, so I, I don't want to give credence to repetitiveness as being a negative in the game. Yeah. I don't want, I think they can be, I think both those words can be used interchangeably. Yeah. And they should. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I think that it's weird to, to call a game out for being repetitive because it can be like a game can be repetitive mm-hmm. and be good and then a game can be repetitive and be bad. Obviously, that's what I'm trying to say. Well, yeah. But you, yeah. The perfect example, I think, is. To, for me, is Breath of the Wild and, and Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Like, they're both very similar gameplay systems and stuff like that, but 
to me, Ghost of Tsushima gave me a rewarding experience yeah. at the end of that repetitive nature. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I found a cool sword sleeve or I found a nice yes. headband or I got to write a fucking haku or, you know, like all this cool shit. Like I followed a fox. In Breath of the Wild, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to find a fucking treasure chest and there's going to be a fucking, you know, a gold block in there. What am you know, like. And sometimes that is the carrot at the end of the stick that makes the repetitiveness worth it. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's uh, the reward. It's, it's costumes. Mm-hmm. It's visual things. It's sometimes powering up your character. Like I know in Ghost of Tsushima, I repetitive. I did things of like again and again and again and again mm-hmm. just so I could level up all my moves. Right. Yeah. You want to? You set a goal. You know, you have to do this repetitive yeah. gameplay loop to get to that goal. And if it's enjoyable, if the mechanics are good, it's mm-hmm. going to be fun. Yeah. You know, to me, Breath of the Wild's fighting you know fighting mechanic wasn't isn't as fun as Ghost no. of Tsushima yeah and absolutely. the environment you know the environment in Ghost of Tsushima to me is one of the most beautiful game environments I've ever witnessed in, in the game design yeah. you know the world design so that always that's what I like I think the most about Breath of the Wild was the environments you know obviously the graphic fidelity isn't as high but yeah. it's beautiful it's fun to explore mm-hmm. but when I got to certain areas it was just emptiness and I'm like ugh or it was a bandit camp or a blocking camp or whatever. And it, and yeah. it was like, I don't want to do this because I'm not, I don't have fun mm-hmm. with this combat. But in Ghost of Shima, I'm like, I'm going to go raid this camp because it's fun. Oh, yeah. That's or why I'm it, is. Yeah. it is fun. <laughs> I think it's funny because one of the most popular games of all time, Minecraft, is very repetitive. But it's what you do with that uh, repetitivity, that kind of repetition that kind of makes it fun. What you do, what you build. Honestly, I agree and disagree a little bit. I think there can be negative repetition. I think that can be different than a game loop. It all depends on things that aren't just gameplay, though. It's like you could have very repetitive gameplay with repetitive levels, repetitive sceneries, kind of like what Dallas is talking about, repetitive enemy types. Like That's my problem with Avengers so far, is it's all these boring robots that I literally do not care about, Mm. and they don't feel fun to punch. So I think if you put in, if you just have repetitive gameplay loop, that's not as big as a deal as a repetitive game, in my opinion. All that's the things point. coming together making a very repetitive yeah. game. Absolutely, it's like if you're coming to like, oh, I'm in the fire area now, and I'm fighting the same exact enemies I fought in the grass area, but now they're red. Like right. that's like where it's like it's right. different, but it's the yeah, same it's exact the same thing. Experience or like Breath of the Wild, like oh, I I got to a new stable. It's a horse on top of a tent. Right. <laughs> like it looks like every other <laughs> stable. stable yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then every game they're gonna have like little like challenges, like Doom. You could say like getting the masteries for the weapons is repetitive, because you're just like oh kill 25 enemies with a super shotgun to upgrade your meat hook like it's a little repetitive but you get something cool at the end that shakes up the gameplay a little bit so are my meat hooks upgraded now so now i can go and get uh armor pieces as soon as i hit someone with the meat hook so that changes up how i do the gameplay so things like that that could be on the surface repetitive that kind of gives you something that makes it less repetitive and changes things up things like that could use be used to break up the monotony it just takes a little bit of repetition to get to that point yeah so there's examples of repetitiveness in a good way yeah and repetitiveness in in terrible ways i guess yeah it's also uh subjective oh totally yeah 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 Yeah. i think what i agree though that it's used too negatively yeah Mm -hmm. i I think recently too like i think like in the last couple years 
you hear repetitiveness and you're like, oh man, that game sucks. Mm. Like, but yeah. if mm. you play it, it could be for you. Who mm. knows? Yeah. Well, the, the funny thing is, I played a lot of Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Like, mm-hmm. I put a couple of hundred hours probably into that game and I never beat it. And I've tried to pick it back up a few times to get through it. And I felt that repetitiveness bore. You know, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I don't want to yeah. just go to this camp and just, you know, there's. There are some certain achievements you have to reach to clear the camp, and you could do some without even clearing the whole thing. Yeah. So, like, I would do the minimal thing I need to do to get out of there because I was like, I don't want to go through this whole camp and kill everybody. It's just boring. It's the same thing I've been doing for the last two hundred hours. So. <laughs> yeah, another form of repetition is definitely a, is like Ubisoft open worlds, like that kind of like checklist style things. Yeah. So it. Things like that kind of like Ghost does it well because every time I go to one of those checkpoints, like I like seeing like writing a haiku or I'm like doing this, going to the shrine, getting something cool, having this cool experience with it. Obviously, Assassin's Creed is my favorite franchise, so I don't mind the check like the check marks in Assassin's Creed besides the stupid feathers from AC2. <laughs> but I can understand why some of those some of the people call those repetitive and then some of the mission structures repetitive like tail this guy right. go boat tail this guy do this assassinate open black box mission kind of thing yeah it just depends what you like and how much is too much i think yeah i think i just got bogged down with with um odyssey and clearing camps because there are a lot of different systems in that game you know between the uh there's the cult that you could hunt down like that's it's if it's almost overwhelming to a point where it's, mm-hmm. you know, I tried to grind out the certain storylines by doing certain things that got repetitive. I think that's mm-hmm. what kind of drove me away from that game. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is this is actually really kind of changed how I kind of look at critiquing a game though, because like if if I'm thinking, oh, this game is really repetitive, like no, there's more to this feeling I'm having then it's just repetitive like what yeah what makes the repetitiveness yeah. of this game boring yeah exactly like I was just thinking about like Dark Souls for a second like Dark Souls and Bloodborne like man those games are actually extremely repetitive if you really think about it like right. walk up to enemy dodge enemy jump at enemy like hit enemy like that's basically all what I mean it was Bloodborne it's like basically what it is yeah. but it's but the challenge is rewarding and it makes it fun yeah exactly like the, the variety of enemy types and kind of like oh I can't just you know do that same thing here. I have to do something a little bit differently, or like just the, especially in something like Bloodborne. Like some of the bosses are just so gorgeous, like looking. I mean, demented looking, but like gorgeous in that kind of like dark, like whoa, that's really cool looking kind of way. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that that kind of keeps going, but it's an incredibly repetitive game. Good one, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I like that topic a lot. Yeah. Thanks. Support. How do you guys feel about? <laughs> <laughs> Big fan positive. <laughs> I just only want to point out too repetitive. <laughs> ten out of ten repetitive. <laughs> I will say, like, if I was thinking about it, I think a good topic to at least touch on for a minute is going back to the Halo thing, graphics. How much, like, are graphics really a turnoff, and how much do you think it's okay to kind of, like, criticize them, like, openly to a point where, like, like a, I think Avengers and Halo are two where I've seen it the most is people don't like the graphics so they call the game shit so it's like where is the line are graphics supposed to be insanely important or is it o- is it okay to criticize openly or like before you play the game or should you just kind of wait i guess i don't think anybody should criticize anything without playing it like i've always had yeah. that i, I always kind of yeah. put me the wrong that. way mm-hmm. 
I remember I got an argument. I with never do over, that. <laughs> <laughs> over uh, No Man's Sky. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first grabbed it, I was like, oh, this, this is a pretty unique experience. Like, I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. And somebody's yeah. like, that game's trash. I'm like, oh, really? What? what why? Like, I don't know. It just looks like trash. I was like, so did you play? He's like, no. I'm like, well, what the fuck, man? How do you know it's trash? I mean, apparently most people thought it was trash, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I, have, it's it's not graphics. I don't right think now. graphics make a game, but they can make a game better. Better. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think in the case of Halo Infinite, though, it's it was the lead up to it. It's the Series X is the most powerful console, and then like just a, expected more. Yeah, but then also Phil Spencer was like, "Oh, Cross Gen Games isn't going to hold us back at all." And then you watch the footage, and you're like, uh, "It did though, <laughs> like it yeah. clearly can, did." So like in that case, like, I, it, it was warranted in in that sense. But that doesn't mean the game sucks. I would criticize it for being the most powerful console wasn't the best showcase to demonstrate that this is the most powerful console. But that doesn't make the game bad. If we see, like, the, the game sucks because the graphics are bad, like, I absolutely agree with you guys. Like, that's just, like, that's a really, you know, I don't like to say bad take, but, like, I think it's, I think it's a bad it's take. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, very elementary bullshit. Yeah, it's like when you watch a movie, like, special effects are terrible. I'm like, yeah, what do you think about the story and the characters and the writing? Mm-hmm. Like, every anything else oh, besides, besides, like, just yeah. the graphics, yeah. yeah. Um, I agree, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it, it doesn't matter to me. But as soon as it starts messing with like things like that are important to the game, like for me, it doesn't. Like, like eight bit and sixteen bit games are so hot right now. Yeah, like when you think about graphics, like those aren't the best graphics you can have out in the game. Mm-hmm. And then you have games like mm-hmm. Crossroads, like the graphics, like the facial graphics are terrible, but like the cars look pretty good. Like mm-hmm. we, from what you were seeing, like, they look pretty good. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that's a 20, 2020 racing game. Yeah, but look like shit. There's also like um. I think Mass Effect Andromeda is a good example of this, where, like, the graphics... There are other problems besides the graphics in the game, but, like, thinking about how the facial animations sometimes would just look really, really bad. Right. That takes away from an RPG from that experience. experience. Yeah. So it takes away in that specific case. That alone doesn't make the bad game. Obviously, there are more problems with it, but, like, yeah, like, that was a factor that took me out of the world. Like, like Fallout games, or, like, kind of, like, Bethesda games in general, like, because they don't look as good as like the witcher or something like that like i think because of people's expectations it can take you out of the world Absolutely. a little bit um yeah yeah i mean that drove drove me to really love the witcher was the way that like at the time it was probably the most beautiful game i had ever played i was like this yeah, yeah. every time yeah. i'm having that problem with goes like every time i turn around it's like a more beautiful environment i'm like this is yeah. you know it's tough for me to get through because i just want to stop yeah. and look at all and take pictures yeah, I think with Ghost of Tsushima, like one of my new favorite games now, it's like the facial animations aren't that good, and then they obviously don't really animate the arms that much, so arms don't really move. They kind of just stand to the side, but the game does so much to kind of like drive you away from that. Like, okay, these aren't that good. Let's show you our strengths. Let's put our strength in story, like foliage animation, the sunsets, everything else to where they... Yeah, lighting, where they don't really take away... The facial animations don't really take away from it. I, I do want to ask... I don't though, notice the facial that, animations, because I'm always just reading the fucking... Yeah, <laughs> subtitles. Like, exactly. It takes me forever to get through those. I do want to ask, though. I've seen everyone criticize the Halo Infinite graphics. What about it is bad, though? Because I think there's so many parts of it that don't look bad, and everyone just calls it trash. Like, it's just that one Master face. Chief. Yeah, that one face. The face. The yeah, meme. exactly. Master Chief looks beautiful, and some of the environments look pretty cool, but it's well, like that Craig meme came out, and it's like everyone's like, yeah, they didn't rig his face, so it's trash. Are you talking about the guy in the spaceship? Or is that 
It was the close up. The close up of the bad dude. Yeah, the know. brute. Yeah, yeah, they they call him Craig now. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, even the opening of that trailer when he's in the ship with that other dude and like they kind of. Yeah. I seen yeah. the meme where I think I shared it with you guys where it's like oh. that guy's face and then it's Joel's face like right yeah. next to him like this and is like one point four teraflops, like, twelve yeah, teraflops. Like, yeah. Um, but it, you can't really compare anything to the facial animations of the last. Of no, Us yeah, it's they're also like ones more of an open experience than the ones right. like. You know, linear like well, linear single player uh, story um yeah like so yeah the it wasn't just the face of craig for me like it didn't look bland to me yeah things were too clean and i know that kind of halo has a kind of a cleaner aesthetic but it to me meant that things weren't jumping out as much the whole time I'm watching i'm like i wouldn't say this looks bad it's just it doesn't stand out doesn't stand out like yeah. like ratchet and clank it drift uh, is it just a drift or a rift, a rift apart? A rift apart. Yeah. Rift apart. Blew me away because it yeah. just it looked. I know I said this like with the PS4 launch when we saw Knack because Knack looked like a Pixar movie, but like this looks like <laughs> a Pixar movie, and it looked that good to me, and it was really impressive. That like when I saw Halo, I'm like, yeah, it looks like an Xbox One game. It looks, yeah. it looks like a really good Xbox One game, and it didn't have that like it didn't hit the same fidelity. Um, but the, there was also um, what was it? The gun looked too clean. But then there was a screenshot on Reddit of like an update to it, and the gun looked a lot better. Yeah, it had more texture that. on it and that kind of yeah. stuff. So I'm like, that's gonna get better. I think you said earlier, Brent, that it was like a few month old build, and yes. I think that's they said six yeah. months. Yeah, it's it was, unfortunate that they had to come forward with that. Right. That's yeah. what they came forward. Yeah. With. Yeah. Yeah, because games are almost like unplayable until they launch. Though it's not like until like a month or two before they start putting everything together and coding it to work together like in order to get demos like that they have to build the demo for public consumption yeah so it's like i think it was kind of just a dumb criticism that it didn't look amazing because well, nobody knew a game's not spo- yeah yeah but i think that's just how like games are these yeah, days. like they're not really playable until it launches I think that there were a lot of people who were criticizing Halo for, for just being a bad game because it looked bad for sure. But I also, just to be fair though, I think there are a lot of people who were expecting more because it was the Series X and kind of the first time we're really seeing true, quote unquote, next gen gameplay on a Series X, and it didn't meet that. Yeah. And, a, and a you know, it didn't meet platform that. exclusive. Like I, yeah, I was just not. Impressed. I expected to be blown away, and I was hoping to be blown away because mm-hmm. I want, like I said, I want that game to be awesome. I want to have to buy a play uh, an Xbox, yeah, to play that game. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Well, guys, I think Brent, don't don't, a- don't get mad because I criticize that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I like Halo, but I'm not a fanboy. I ain't gonna get mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just opening up a topic, and I'm in the room. I'm mad, but I watch my mouth. Think of the Internet Warrior with with Brent. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of the uh, the episode here this week. I want you guys to have an opportunity to kind of. You reintroduce yourselves and plug your shit, and then we'll wrap it up. I'll go first because I have nothing to plug. I'm Dallas. Find me on Twitter. Uh, these many games? Heels? No. Um, defense many? Defense we, we have to find out again every single week. These many games. <laughs> these many games. Um, I, I actually, I am about, I'm close to taking the leap of maybe streaming. Ooh, Ooh, I like yeah. it. Do but it. I, I still it, need dude. my boy Nick to hit me up with a computer. So, <laughs> Nick, if you're listening, let me know. What's Nick good Marks. with that? Hit him up. Hit him up. Um, you know, Dallas, I heard B-Rent's got you. No, I think when B-Rent makes some album <laughs> sales, he's going to hit you up with some. You just have to play Terraria with him. You know, that's uh, Terraria. I'm down. I would definitely play it with Brent. I want to, if you're down to play it on Game Pass, I'm down to play it. I know you can't 
it's not cross platform or whatever cross play and shit so i i'm down to play it on xbox again at some point yeah just I, I, if you want to just give it a try at the beginning and just show i, I me think the it's ropes. worth a mouse and keyboard at this game to be honest yeah yeah i think it is yeah based on controls i think it's worth it for mouse and keyboard it's like 10 bucks i don't have i don't have a computer though yeah <laughs> um yeah so i think i'm gonna try and convince the boys we'll see nice oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm out of work so i need some <laughs> you know something to do something something to, to justify my my video game playing there like hey babe maybe i can make some money if i play all of them <laughs> um i'm matt from rhode island on twitter and i'm gonna also plug something for dallas that he never does he, we talked about before his photos like yeah, his game is <laughs> captured. You need to just start posting your backlog. Maybe, like all the you have thousands. Maybe of I thousands. just started a whole nother Twitter. You need to be a virtual yeah, photographer. Yeah, there we go. Screw the PC. Just yeah, right. go into that. <laughs> and as far as I go, at average nobody's the average nobody's podcast. The podcast I do pretty regularly with my buddy Ryan and Adam, and uh, we talk about we just kind of bullshit about everything. We talk about movies and TV a lot, but uh, kind of covers the gamut. And also yeah, the studio, vaulted podcasts. Yeah. If you're looking for a place to shoot your podcast, you're in Rhode Island, the Rhode Island area, you're looking for a place to live stream or shoot your podcast here. We have cameras, we have mixers, we have all the stuff you need. You just need to show up with an idea, so we're trying to get that out there as well. Walt the Podcast. Also on Twitter. That's sick. I need to make the jump up to Rhode Island someday. Yeah, yes. Anytime, man. Anytime. Do it. Got to plug your stuff, Brent. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. So, real quick, I have a lot of stuff. I'll be like go through it uh me and my buddy dan run a podcast called the untitled playstation podcast we're trying to figure that out and get more episodes for you uh me and a couple buddies run the uncultured opinions podcast i'll give you a little sneak peek we're starting a new brand called uncultured and we're gonna have a few more podcasts under that umbrella like music and business and stuff like that so we're launching that here soon and it's pretty hype and then I'd stream at Porkchop118YT. Sometimes I stream with Holden and we play Terraria. It's a fun time. And then I do little video essays and stuff on YouTube. Uh, I did one on Doom, a retrospective. I'm working on Doom 2. I want to start a new series called like Let's Talk or something where I just kind of like unfilter talk about things. I'm going to do one on the Avengers beta this week, I think, because I have too many thoughts about it and I'm conflicted. <laughs> but that's me. I'm on Twitter at Porkchop1864. Uh, follow my buddy B Rent, B Rent Music on Twitter. Uh, he's really he, he raps. He's a. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I got. And this is Respawn Aim Fire. If you'd like to play with us every week, get a cool new wallpaper every month, and have a say in what we play this month, it's going to be Resident Evil Four. Should have been assassinated. <laughs> Support us Should've on Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash Respawn Aim Fire. Only one tier for $1. But if that's too much, no pressure. Feel free to follow us and share your thoughts with at Fire on Twitter or RespawningFire at gmail.com. Thanks. And now for our usual sign-off. Where's Game On Game Show? Chad. I was just going to say Chad needs to be here because I, I, I don't do the usual sign-off. So, like, Chad, where's the sign-off? And that's where we'll end. <laughs>